4: I was shocked, honey. I was in tears almost. And it has a white refrigerator. I was like, oh, oh not a white refrigerator. Girl, please put your shoes on. Let's go find your home, honey. Oh, Lord.
3: Oh, hey, what you doing? Listening to podcasts? Thanks for choosing mine. I appreciate it. I just do want to take a moment to shout out you guys. I appreciate anyone taking the time to listen to this and any messages you guys ever send me saying you like it. I'm just blown away. So thank you guys. Okay. And forgive me because I'm going to be awkward right now, but um, if you could write a review, that would be really cool. Maybe if you want to wait till the end of the episode to decide if you want to write a review, I get it. If if you're new here, totally fair. Um, but I need to start leaning into this a little bit more, and so a review would be great. Share with your friends, follow me on Instagram, uh, do all those things, please, because it would be fun to uh, to see this go- get a little bit more successful. But hey, you know, no pressure, no pressure at all. Um, I'm just really happy you're here because I have a cool episode. The episode today is an experiment. I think I'm going to be able to keep this up. And so rather than have a guest be with me for all of the show recaps, I was able to get some guests just for some of the shows. So I'll recap the, the shows that they necessarily don't watch maybe or just didn't have time because of the day we were recording um, but I'm going to see how it works splicing in these conversations amongst my own solo recapping uh, I don't really know if it'll work we'll see it's an experiment let's just give it a shot um, and right away I want to start with Salt Lake City and Summerhouse. Uh, because those are the big powerhouses. And then we are going to move into uh, Vanderpump Rules. There was no Orange County this week because they always take a week off. Every franchise does it every season. And this actually wasn't so bad because they were able just to play the Vanderpump Rules reunion part two. And so um, you're going to get Salt Lake City. You're going to get Vanderpump Rules both parts of the reunion you're gonna get summer house and i i'm gonna touch on miami but i gotta tell you this was such a filler episode i barely was able to make an instagram post out of it there just wasn't enough this was again peacock is learning what they're doing so that they they're still figuring out how to pace these shows and promote them and edit them. This really could have been skipped. Could have been half an episode of what they did and then the teaser for next week. That could have just been in this episode. But I'm sure there's a reason for it. They're still figuring it out. I'm all around still happy with Miami. But for now, I'm going to start the show with a bang and take you into my first, my first guest's All right, guys, if you have been listening to me for even a minute, you know that I'm kind of obsessed with these two. I talk about their podcast. I reference it all the time. And so for my first guests on the relaunch, I had to have Donnie and Quinn from Know That Pod. Hello, boys. Hello,
4: we're here. (laughs) Hello.
0: I'm so
3: happy to have you guys. Um, We're happy to be here. How's your New Year's going so far?
4: Pretty good. When you said the word New Year's, I felt like it was six months ago already. But no, only 25 days. <laughs> right? Oh my god, it's, only, it's less than a month? I know, so it's maybe just... not good. <laughs> You're, the theater you worked at, you worked at closed down, right? It did. And we reopened in April. So I'm unemployed until then. So wow, if anyone's listening, time. Yeah, it is. And I don't uh, qualify for unemployment. So if anyone has any odd jobs they want me to do, I'll clean your house and my <laughs> underwear, whatever you need. Whatever you need.
2: I like how you specified Task in your- here.
3: <laughs> can you select in your underwear on TaskRabbit?
4: I'm Maybe sure they you can- could. Yeah. A little (laughs) a
3: little under the table deal, a little cash deal. Exactly. I'll sweeten it up for you. All right. So we're going to start light today because I just I think that that's just the way to do it today. Um, Summer House, did you guys catch Watch What Happens Live after the episode?
4: We did not.
3: You did not. Okay, so Amanda and Sierra were on. I have to tell you, I'm not connecting to Sierra. I didn't connect to okay. her last season. Um, and I'm just sort of living in that still. Like on Winter House, I wasn't really loving her. What are how are you we feeling about Sierra?
0: Here's how I feel about Sierra. And I think me and you talked about this before, I think when you came on Winter House. Qu- I'm sorry, Quinter House. Get it right. <laughs> we covered it. Let me get it right. And I think the problem with Sierra is that there's so much of her that we don't really see because she's always there, usually as a prop for guys, and she's not. We don't really get to see like who is Sierra herself. Like she's a nurse, but like where is that shit at? There's so much about her. She doesn't put herself in the way like, you know, Paige does, or you know, like we don't get to know her that way. I was gonna say Danielle, but I don't think that's true. She puts herself in, it's just boring. Um, <laughs>
3: I know right but I love Danielle but it's you're right she's just kind of like naturally not a very exciting person
0: very very ho-hum I think Chelsea from Ono oh Ra- I'm sorry Oh No Chelsea now <laughs> said that uh Danielle was Lindsay's support animal and that is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> correct that's
3: so accurate
0: <laughs> but, but now she's like in this last episode so she was Kyle's support animal too so it's mm, she's um t- t- that's a, a very Sarah, good
3: point yeah
0: Get back to Sierra, she doesn't show enough of herself and we haven't been able to connect with her and this is her third season. So are we ever?
4: Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. She's just kind of there for me. She's like one of the decorations they hang up before a party. But I would rather have people like that than people I actively dislike. Not because they cause drama. Like Alex, I do not like. He's such a tool no. and boring, like actively boring, where Sierra is just like there. But I wouldn't necessarily say boring. OK, I, see. I agree. I do not like that Alex character. No, puppet. no. Do so not shake. Do eats.
3: not breakfast shame them. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> I, can, right. I can tell by what you ate today. Like,
3: please.
0: I mean, what, have you ever seen a man who looks like a worse lay? Oh,
3: have you ever in your life? hundred <laughs> percent. The most disappointing penis in the world.
0: I was saying that as a top. I think he'd be a bad bottom. Like he Uh, just seems disappointing (laughs) in bed overall.
3: Over. No, I when he first he shames them for what they ate for breakfast. Then he lists what he ate for breakfast. And you sound like an insane person. True. He does sound
0: like an insane person. It didn't work on me because I'm vegan. So I was like, you ate meat.
3: (laughs) Yeah, He's like, I had a pound of turkey. I had a whole head of broccoli. And I'm like, stop. Okay, no one wants to eat like that.
4: And when he shamed Three them, for their, right? When he shamed them for their breakfast, all they had was eggs, bacon, and toast. It's not like they had like leftover pizza and beer.
3: That's what I thought he was gonna say. I thought he was that was gonna be like a Lisa Barlow having Kit Kats yes, for breakfast. Yeah. but it was like they had a well balanced. You like broccoli?
0: <laughs> like if you don't yes. have broccoli at breakfast, that means you don't like broccoli.
4: Okay, bro. Yeah, they had the Grand Slam at Denny's. Who gives a fuck?
3: I could not. <laughs> I was so, because I, he. We didn't get a lot of him in the first episode, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm in." interested to see how a diehard trainer will do in this environment because this why? is a why hard, were you
0: ever this is a oh, hard environment
3: right. I assume that casting would have vetted him but I guess we've learned that casting just they're like oh cool you know paychecks. someone just come on <laughs> yeah they
0: just they, it's like the federal government they're just collecting paychecks they're not really doing any work <laughs> here he showed up in a gay a slutty tank top and they were like you're in
3: right that was yeah. I was so disappointed in that choice Um, I was waiting for him to make sense. Like I was waiting. I thought, okay, like sure. What would a trainer do on this show? But they must've vetted him. They must've interviewed him. They must've auditioned him. And then every single time he kept talking, I was like, you need to shut the fuck up and get out of my house.
4: Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yes, Paige should have kicked him out instead of those girls. 100%. It, it wasn't was until like, he was talking to that girl at the party that it like truly sunk in how boring he is because that was just basically a monologue. And I felt like that was his audition to be on. Like it was the same kind of energy. And I said, who sat with him in a room and said, yeah, we need him.
0: Maybe they wanted because they thought he'd fail. Because, like, even when he was like talking about everything he was into, like, oh, I play baseball, I play basketball. I'm sitting there thinking, "Mm, so you weren't really good at any of those things, huh? Because if you were, you would have only played one. Okay. Second of all, second of all, when he he was talking to that girl and she was like, oh, I like burly bearded types and everything, I'm like, same girl. Everybody does now. His whole type is out. Like, Muscle Boy is like, you got Timothy Chalamet. You're not in anymore. You're wasting your time at the gym.
3: And he literally walked away from her. His yeah. tactic when she said that was to turn around and actually walk away. Not maybe they edited, but it looked like he legitimately just left. <laughs> he didn't like mm-hmm. pretend walk away and turn around, be like, "I'm just kidding." I think he left. He just yeah. walked away from her. What an asshole! Um, hey, if
0: you build it, they won't always come. Okay,
2: for <laughs>
3: real. Um. So the episode opens with the remainder of that Amanda Kyle fight. Um. I'm just going to say it. It's just dark between them. Um, I've said it a few times. Even it's Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think it is, though, because remember when she was laying in bed when Kyle was out Mm -hmm. and she's like, a couple weeks ago, this happened. So it's like, oh, God, even when cameras aren't there, this is happening.
4: I don't think it's fake. I think what the problem is in so many instances like this is that they have to not button it up for the show like your job is to let this play out so quinn and i fight a lot (laughs) that's a lot Mm -hmm. of that's some insider information for you folks yeah we fight a lot but when we're in parties and like uh vacations with friends and stuff we are able to put a pin in it and say like when we get home in eight days i'm gonna (laughs) really beat the shit out of you (laughs) (laughs) but like when we're here on this vacation we're gonna make it fine for everybody but that's because
0: that's because of Donnie. That's because Donnie is a wasp. I come from a couple <laughs> right? that will argue and destroy everybody's time. <laughs> right? Like anybody who's ever seen, why did I get married? That couple, Tasha Smith and Michael J. White, that is my parents. The dumb jock and his crazy wife who fight all the time. So that's what I'm used to. But Donnie's introduced this, which we go, which we get. <laughs> and we do that thing until that. And they were like, oh, oh it's great you. to be here. So good to see you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god! I found an old journal recently, and in it, sick. This is sick. In it, I said, "I can't wait until I'm married, and we can fight in the car on the way to a party, and then have to pretend that we're okay when we're there." That like, was a goal. I, yeah, this is what I dreamt of in high school. Careful what was you wish
3: In <laughs> high school, I love that in high school you were looking for a tumultuous relationship that was like you know sweeping things under the rug. Very healthy. Good goals, you know. We oh, all need. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm. Realistic, though, I have mm. to say that it was just like mm-hmm. a you had a good sense of what relationships were at least.
0: Yeah, so, I, than <laughs> yeah. I never saw that for myself, but um, here we are. Yeah,
2: yeah, here we, we are. We
3: are. <laughs> I feel like, um, because you know Kyle's so hungover, so now he's like too angry to hear her. I just recognize this fight because I've only ever dated guys with drinking problems. Um, So I was like, I was like, you know, mm? Uh, so I was like, this is never going to change. As long as Kyle just is playing the like, I was just having fun card and not realizing that, A, you're completely unattractive when you're blackout drunk and your girl is sick of seeing it. B, Mm -hmm. I know what it's like when your partner gets drunk and it's like a problem when they get drunk. As soon as you see the, the buzz kicking in you're like oh mm-hmm. fuck i'm about to lose him for the night he's gone mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. matters and then tomorrow he's going to be defensive because he'll be hungover. so this is like this you've seen i'm sure this pattern is so practiced for them so him screaming at her as she walks out she wasn't even jaded she was like no she was miserable and her face just like the crying that cry face were like it's all puffy and swollen even though Paige tried to tell her she didn't look like that I was like don't Paige lie
4: very nice because especially with cameras being there like she'll find out you lied to her face I,
3: then though the way Amanda treated Kyle the rest of the episode I was like what's the point of being in this relationship then you guys
4: yeah and where that's what we? I mean that's when I, that's when it like clicked for me that this is what their job entails to let it play out because that's when it would have been different for me. Like I understand you are not happy with Kyle, but this is a fourth of July party. All your friends are around. This is the first like real party you've had for a year and a half now. We brought exactly. extras in. Like, and you extras still are, don't are present
3: be- <laughs> and yeah. she, but like It's She was so blatantly mean to him that it was like, you hate him now.
0: It's Mm -hmm. official.
3: I get it because I've been there, but you hate Kyle now.
0: And I'm like, how is marriage going to help that? Marriage helps you. In my my opinion, it just teaches you how to more efficiently hate somebody. So that is not a good place for them. If they're already at resentment. Yeah. That's not not really. I mean, because I think she said that they're in like couples counseling. She
4: said that last week. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm said, not one of those
0: people who think that that's a bad thing before you get married. I don't think couples counseling, especially if you've been together a long term, because they've been together for what, six like, years, yeah. seven years yeah. and engaged for three. So that's, that's fine. But it's the resentment. I mean, like you're in couples counseling and it doesn't seem to be working and you're still getting married. That's the problem, yeah.
4: I think the problem is that they nick and Jessica themselves already. Because when he mm. was saying that they work together both on the show and with Lover Boy, Lover boy. and they live together and they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. like there's truly no way to escape.
3: <laughs> I don't, if you didn't hear that, Quinn just announced. <laughs> He would kill donnie if that was the case i would kill donnie
0: if i had to, if i had to if, work with donnie in that many ways if yes.
3: every facet of your life is your partner and that's yeah. why i feel kind of scared for amanda because she can't leave kyle right
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like
3: how are they gonna they wouldn't kyle is the one who basically started the show yeah. so like he's practically a producer. To go. she mm-hmm. would have to go
0: Unless, And what does she even do without him
3: unless they do like two different summer houses and like
2: page nobody
0: amanda (laughs) doesn't need a summer house she doesn't give she doesn't bring enough to have her own summer (laughs) house let's just be real here i like amanda but the most interesting thing about amanda is kyle
3: exactly so it's like watching this fight was so dark because i was like oh god she in in a normal setting she would probably be done Mm -hmm. She would probably granted we stay in unhealthy dynamics for a while, but they've been in this unhealthy dynamic pretty much their whole relationship. Yeah. By now they'd be done, but she can't leave the show. Like she's off the show. She's got to go figure something else out Mm -hmm. and then lover boy. Yeah. It's a two prong situation. Uh So it's dark to watch, especially because they got married. Like, I I remember when the trailer happened, we were like, why are they giving us this whole like will they or won't they get married bit when we know they get married? However, Mm -hmm. it's clear that we should basically Andy Cohen, by the way, and Watch What Happens Live practically says, why are you married to Kyle? Like he does not like their relationship. He goes out of his way to talk about how bad Kyle is. So I feel like and I feel like there must be even more stuff we don't see because Andy sees all of it. And he's like, I don't get it. And it must just be for the show um God. moving on to danielle and her man so oh boy okay i i want to okay remember the movie devil wears prada i'm
0: and familiar I
2: was,
3: and always the worst part of that movie for me the worst like inaccuracy was that her boyfriend was a chef And he was always waiting for her to come home. And I was like, honey, a chef is never home. (laughs) Chef is literally there 18 hours to 24 hours a day. Like it is a full-time thing. So her Danielle's boyfriend opening a restaurant and that creating couples tension, I was like, that's accurate. I've opened up, (laughs) I've opened like four restaurants in my life and it is an absolute nightmare. But why did she bring this man out there just to yell at his ass I was like girl this is sad what you need to stop she's like he's being so weird I'm like you guys are drunk (laughs) you guys
0: first of all she they live together they I don't know how long they've been together they met during the what the previous last season like a year Mm -hmm. so you're already living together which is already kind of fast and that's whatever that's not really um a bad thing but it's like you work so much that you have to work while you're on national television and supposed to be on vacation. So what What kind of time frame, like what time do you have for each other? If he's working that many hours, you're working that many hours, you're not compatible. So I don't know if you're into the fact that he looks like the fourth handsome brother or what, but <laughs> it might not work.
3: Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. It was just weird because we don't have enough of a connection to him. And then they were fighting and bickering, but it wasn't even really a fun fight Especially because they don't, like, yell. They just, like, keep walking away.
4: Yeah. Like, this is not. And that's why I. Because it's still working.
0: They're still working. Yeah,
4: yeah. And that's why I think Danielle doesn't know how to operate and navigate being on a TV show. Because, like, my first thought would be I'm bringing this man onto the show. And this is America's, like, first interaction with him. So we need to make him lovable before we fight. Like, if I'm going to bring him in as my yeah. Stravi or whatever, I mean, he's going to be a secondary character. Yeah, God bless him. Yeah. Um, we need to make America fall in love with him first. But she just tells them, you're I, not paying attention to me.
0: <laughs> Danielle hasn't been on my screen in a while because I haven't seen her since the previous Summer House, didn't yeah. see her in Winter House. And I'm coming off of watching some really good reality TV. Like, I, you know, Salt Lake City has been... Chef's kiss and, and just completely a mess. Miami is what I didn't oh. know I needed. Oh my god. And so then good. I watched the the real world um oh, the, in Los Angeles. The, the Los Angeles so, one. But, <laughs> so that was incredible. And I'm like watching these like people who do reality right and then I get Giant Danielle bringing this yeah. weird-haired, awkward yeah. thing who was awkward when he was on the show last season. Like he's yeah. not. yeah very weak it's a very it's a very
3: weak b plot um how do you like new girl i know how do you like new girl maya
0: she doesn't fit she should be in a black show
2: oh
3: okay i actually thought that at the brewery um kyle and carl and Lindsay and danielle were so nice to her like i was really impressed with how much they they gave her a good camera moment
0: like yeah, they, they I mean, I agree. Questions. They're nice to her, but I just don't think she, I think casting wise, I don't think she really, these aren't people I think she would be friends with and I don't mm. think she is.
3: They really struggle with bringing in extra people from the core group. Every uh-huh. person they bring in, although Luke is still around, but where is Luke?
0: Right. I don't know where Luke is.
3: He always gets a late check-in, but this is extra late. Like he doesn't yeah. usually miss he a missed whole the party. party. Or maybe mm-hmm. he has before, but why does he always get this late check-in? He better get paid less.
0: <laughs> Piss
3: me off.
0: It's always like he's like, oh, like Luke's in the Alps. He'll be here soon. He he's like
3: Yeah. Cro- he, he's and,
4: crossing them to get here.
3: I, it, and he's I like building understand. the
4: plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't understand because with Craig and Austin, it's clear why they're coming in late. So that Paige and Sierra can like connect with these other men and then there's love triangles when they arrive. But
0: Luke And is they're just... also on another
4: show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Luke, no reason for a late chance. He's
0: not doing anything. If Luke is in all uh, Summerhouse, he's I picture him like making furniture in Minnesota yeah. somewhere. Like he's not doing anything else.
4: So. the like, only thing I can think of is that they know Luke and Lindsay are such big like grabs to the audience that they bring them in later to shake up the dynamic a little bit. Because Lindsay came in late for Winter House.
3: Yeah. Okay. She Good point. Okay, like they bring. She arrived. It in, like, she like, arrived. They, You're yeah. right. They let them like. <laughs> Catch a catch a routine, catch a vibe, and then they bring in this person to like detonate a bomb in the middle of it.
4: Yeah, that's oh, the only that's thing true. I can think of.
3: That's good. That's a good. Re- that's a good trick. That's a good producer trick. Okay, Thank I'm you. into that. Luke
4: Luke doesn't cause that much. I mean,
0: I guess since he's without not Hannah there, anymore. yeah. Without oh, yeah, Hannah
3: yeah. there, what's he really gonna like? Who's he fucking with? Nobody. I'm right. I
0: miss Hannah though. Is it? Can I say that here? That I miss Hannah. I miss. I'll the, just edit uh, it out. <laughs> 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 I miss I miss the chaos that Hannah brought. Not the, not necessarily Hannah herself. I love the effect of everybody hating her.
3: I get that, but that gets old for me in two seasons. Yeah. I like one season yeah. of that, and then I'm like, okay, they can be gone because when when that becomes like a um a, a moment of like stardom, like I was the most hated person on Summer House. They come back and they get it wrong the next time. Like they don't understand. It's kind of like what happened to Dorinda. Mm-hmm. Dorinda kept having those explosions mm-hmm. and those drunk moments, and she misinterpreted that to mean I should do it even worse. Yeah. And so then she went like that last, her last season. It was like, okay, Dorinda, too far. You've you've you missed you miss what we like about That's you. That's
0: true. Okay, so you you talked me. I'm out of it. I'm
3: yes. it. Oh my god. Okay, moving on I'll Before, just have to I, run before in- he changes his mind.
0: I'll just have to run into her in the comedy scene here in New York.
3: <laughs> do have you ever seen her? No. Oh, damn it. I need I've been very close to though. see her. I need that. I've never
0: been in a show. I've never been in a show that she's been in, but I've literally been in a show that ended right
4: before hers. I just have never actually met her. Someone invited me to see her do a comedy show. And I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm busy.
3: I saw a rumor. I don't know if it's true that her and Des broke up, which would be...
4: Not I surprised. Surprised. totally yeah. makes
0: sense. The two comedians, no two comedians should date anyway. I don't 100%. wish any two comedians in a relationship well, and they don't wish us well. So we shouldn't wish them well. So
3: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that. That, that was
0: doomed from the start.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So then there's this part with Andre- Andrea and Paige. So I said it last week on the pod. I'm going to say it again. Now the amount of confidence it took for Paige to know she's ghosted Andrea for three months not don't bother to send like a text message or even give him a call to kind of see where you guys are at. She just shows up and lets mm-hmm. it be a little awkward. And she's like, okay, mm, figure it out. Maybe, maybe you've heard something about Craig. Yeah. I could not have that level of confidence. I'm too. I I need things to be like wrapped up in a pretty bow too much. So yeah. I would have been like, "Hey, just checking to see where we stand. Just want to make sure everything's cool." Maybe you know. she was like, "We'll see. We'll leave it open ended." I'm like, "Good for you." She probably felt a little. She knew she got a little played on Winterhouse
4: mm-hmm.
3: on camera. So I think she was like, "All right, hold my beer." I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna make you feel stupid
4: because even in this conversation, when they were like, "Is uh." you know do you like Andrea does Andrea know about Craig she was wearing a shirt of Craig's brand
3: oh my god <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he knows about He's Craig like
3: how would he know <laughs> yeah.
4: how
0: I mean she holds all the cards here like Andrea being in that house is pretty much dependent on her so I mean like oh god, what does yeah. she have to lose true I like, like you know, Amanda, they're not gonna give a page
3: did you hear Amanda when she said Kyle and I invited him I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I
0: almost put it. out my coffee. <laughs>
3: Dude, I was so triggered when. So okay, Andrea pushes that girl in the pool, and then her friend <laughs> comes. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was so juvenile of him to actually push someone in the pool that wasn't mm-hmm. like in the like that wasn't like playing along. Like he just like went out of nowhere and yeah. pushed some girl in the pool. Weird move. Um, but I don't know if that deserved a kick or a slap in the face.
0: And it the does if maker, push a Latina in the pool. You're and right, that's her what friend. And push... her... <laughs> she was like, hell no, she was mad. And I was like, I told Donnie, I was like, well, because he was like, I don't think that was necessary. I was like, well, you push a black girl or a Latina <laughs> in the pool and they don't want to go in the pool. You're going to get some smoke. And that's I got, what he got super
3: nervous because when she clearly didn't like the person was coming out of the pool, he was like, it's fine. It's fine. I was like, oh, my God, if I wasn't expecting to get my hair wet and yeah. someone pushed me in the pool and I had, On I had camera. a blowout, right? Oh, we're leaving. But I like how Paige was like, I love fighting with girls. Let me go kick them out. And I was like, oh, of course you would say that. Like, that is so... <laughs> Oh my god.
0: <laughs> like, she was like, um, you guys like totally need to leave. And
3: they're like, we're like, already calling fighting? an Uber. Yeah.
4: Like we're clearly standing by the front door.
3: They the way they <laughs> teased she... it, the way they teased it for like coming up, it made it seem like she kicked them out, but they were oh, yeah. like calling an Uber now. And then Paige is like, <laughs> You guys need to leave. They're like, We are literally leaving.
0: leaving. <laughs> that's because Paige, Paige is not the same Italian as Teresa. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: Um, but but later went off oh yeah later when andrea's like laying in the bed with the ice on his face (laughs) uh page comes in and is laying with him and he goes you're the smallest girl i've ever been with (laughs) i'm like (laughs) shut up i think that's something i've always wanted a man to tell me but just know it'll never happen i'm like
1: page go away
4: (laughs) well that's what when he was making her pasta I said to Quinn, I was like, be quiet. Like something big was going to happen. I was like, be quiet. I need to see how much pasta she eats. And he said, why? Is it, did you like read something that is going to be a plot point? I was like, no, I just want to know what like a real serving is supposed to be. Because I would have <laughs> ate everything in that box and in that jar by myself. When I was
3: watching Miami there, Nicole and Lisa are out to dinner and they're when they when they greet each other, they're like, oh, my God, I love your body. Oh, my God. We have like the same body. So when they ordered food, all I could do was stare at how much they actually ate of the food.
4: Uh,
2: I'm like, I need, right I need to know. This. Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: I
3: need to know. I'm like, okay, so you don't have to eat every single thing that comes out. Okay, that's, I got it.
4: And then you have any, any bread next to it to wipe up any sauce. Like when what? I'm done with the plate, they can just serve somebody else with it. Yes. They don't need to wash it.
0: It looks like the entire cast of The Sopranos just ate. <laughs>
3: I know. I mean, and at one point, too, when they all arrive in the first episode, Carl's like, I'm still waking up at seven in the morning and working out. And Sierra's like, Okay, yeah, you could totally wake me up to do that. And Paige is like, Do not wake me up for that. And I thought, If (laughs) if I looked like you and didn't have to work out, what is it like to be God's favorite? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that.
0: She's one of those. I just have a super high metabolism. Mm -hmm. You know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Like Carol
3: Radzewill would always brag about that on Roni. I'm like, you they can always shut do. up. Yeah. I know.
0: I so can do whatever
4: I want. She's 29, so she'll find out soon, <laughs> oh, or she won't. Or she'll H, be, yeah.
3: or she'll be like 40, saying, "I still fit into my high school prom <laughs> dress." <laughs>
4: And also that's when I like she also seems like she
3: could be one of those people too. Yeah. And if she
4: is, that's when I send her letters with magazine cutouts. Say, fuck you. No, we
0: I talked like about it. this a little bit about this last time, but I think it's since we have this pool party episode, I'll say it again. I can't think of anything more frightening than the idea of having to attend this pool party with these people.
3: Oh my God. Why?
0: Could you imagine having to walk around in a bikini or trunks oh, with this yeah. group of people?
3: I always am looking at the extras. Like, how are they all hot? Because I don't think they could invite some like curvy girl who's like, sure, uh huh.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna show up to that. Oh. <laughs> every time the camera's on means just me eating Doritos.
3: It's me and a <laughs> mumu with the big sun hat, <laughs> eating all the food, just by the lobster. I'm like, shut up.
0: <laughs> I'm just constantly wearing a floaty around my midsection to <laughs> so, so hide myself, but also because I can't get
4: it off. <laughs>
3: Because I thought it'd be cute to put on and now I'm fucked. So we're gonna yeah. to just leave <laughs> like this around me.
4: I'm just carrying a case of lover boy around, like I'm a pregnant woman on a sitcom. anybody need no. a drink? No,
3: <laughs> we turn ourselves into waiters. We're like, I work here today. Yes.
4: <laughs> we went undercover like Raven. Yes.
3: Any cast member that comes over to us with cameras, we're like, get away, get. Do not even come near me with the camera. No, no, no. I will not be in frame with Sierra. Oh, my God. I will
0: not. No, if I'm ever in the same frame with somebody like Carl, I will explode Uh like a charm demon. I will be no more.
3: (laughs) You'll never see my face again. Goodbye. Legit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, The only thing I would have left to say is that Lindsay is definitely going hard to show us that she's having fun this summer. And I know we got that from the trailer and Hmm. we, let's not forget, she had a rough winter house. She did. And so I think she came back like I may have just had a miscarriage, but I'm not letting that stop me. I'm about to show you all that I am the most confident bitch in town. And I just, we, I think we all love Lindsay. Like, right. It's just agreed that we all love Lindsay. So she can kind of do no wrong because even when Lindsay's being wrong, it's
4: good. Mm Mm-hmm. You Know Absolutely. like even when
3: she's irrationally yes. angry, we're like, Yes, be we love our imperfect queen.
4: Mm-hmm. And I like that she like gave us a warning. She was like, I'm sure that it will emotionally take a toll on me, but until it does, I'm just gonna fuck whoever I can find.
3: It was such a it was such a good Lindsay line. She's like, yeah. Look, this is probably gonna backfire, but fuck it. We're going for yeah. it. Yeah. Cameras are mm-hmm. we're rolling, okay?
4: <laughs> and <laughs> I do munchbox.
3: And I was like, "Queen, be honest." Thank you. <laughs> yeah. They were I like, "You, one of the best ever
4: doing." Right,
0: she's one of the best ever doing on Bravo.
3: She really has. You know, they should. I think it was you guys with with your with Ono Chels, um, saying that there should be an employee of the month
0: mm-hmm. at Bravo, and yes.
3: and Lindsay would get it.
0: She absolutely. Lindsay would get it. Lindsay <laughs> Ashley Darby. Um, <laughs> yep. I, who else somebody else really does the work a marlo like mm-hmm. there there should be like a section a section
3: they're like oh they just sit back they're like they can't all be like them
0: Mm-mm. you know no can't all be they like, all be like them a sash. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: um all right let's let's go into the heavier stuff now let's all right let's take a deep breath in <sighs> let's exhale out all right it's time for salt lake city
0: all right mm.
3: okay Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, Did you guys see Andy, the clip of Andy's serious sex and radio thing about how um, they're talking
0: Uh about a
3: lot of things?
0: About everything.
3: About everything. (laughs) Everything. Um, He did use the word disgusting to explain it. Is that your
0: doorbell? It is. We have a, is it? I time. think it's a serial. Is killer. it time for Probably your haircut? haircut?
4: Okay. No, I think it's a delivery. Okay. All right. Continue. You two right. talk and then I'll come back.
3: Okay. Um, edit that out. I'll let it. No, I will keep it. It's it's real. It's authentic. It's raw. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> um, I, I how okay? How do you feel about it? How about that? Because I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words because I get that he's stuck before he can make a true statement, but he did say <laughs> outwardly Jenny's. Posts were disgusting, mm-hmm. which I needed.
0: Somebody need to feel? say that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, what complicates this is, like, in my opinion, they have to keep the show going because that's the goal—to keep the show. Whenever you change the dynamic, that's always whatever. And now they're faced with probably losing Jen Shaw, losing Mary, and losing Jenny, and losing Jen Shaw and Mary are huge losses to Salt Lake City. And if you add a new character, a new person, I'm sorry, who was a fan favorite like Jenny, because Jenny was pretty well liked, that's a tough spot to be in. That's the business part of the problem. Now, the disaster is the public relations part and everything else, which is the comments that Mary made, which were insensitive to Asian people. And then you have the comments that Jenny made, which was insensitive and offensive to everyone. And I, I, I believe. Um, so it's like, what do you do about that? You're going to fire Mary anyway you have to fire Jenny off top. Like you just, that's just not even, like you can say there's a conversation, but there is no, there is no other way around that. And not just as a black person, which of course I am offended by what Jenny has said on our Facebook, but just like the anti-vax stuff, like all of those, like so many of those posts were offensive to so many different people. And we all know the overlap in between being homophobic, racist, racist, anti-government anti-vax like she i have to believe that jenny checks all of those boxes i love jenny's children but now i know they will never ever be with a person of color and that is very troubling to know i can't enjoy jenny anymore so jenny either has to go or i can't watch the show anymore Mm -hmm. so that's how i feel about it it's a as much as i would want mary to be held accountable for what she said it, we have to do that. With Ginny, has to go. She has to go. There is no other option.
4: Donnie, I feel the same, but I think it's so tough because because I'm getting so many messages like, why doesn't Bravo vet their people? But Bravo doesn't care. Like because half of this country voted for Trump, and half of the viewers agree jenny's follower count on instagram went up after all of this like she didn't yeah she lost a bunch and then like in new followers it went up past her original number which is disgusting but it shows you that in terms of like a business bravo doesn't care so that is the tough part because, like, a big part of me doesn't want to watch. But then we have these platforms where, like, this is our whole brand now is to talk about these shows. So Wait a minute. How many followers up? does she have? Like, 35,000, I think. And now she has 38. Wow. It went up even more. Wow. <laughs> so, that's crazy.
3: It's kind of like what happened with Kelly Dodd. Yeah. It's like she... Just found her demographic.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, someone on someone on Twitter about all of this said, uh, "Quiet racists love to support loud ones," and I was like, "That is exactly what's happening."
3: Exactly, I think, because with in the case of Kelly Dodd, the reason why she was so confused about everyone wanting her fired was because she also had the same amount of people saying they loved her and Mm -hmm. thank you so much for saying what we've all been thinking. And I think that's what is the most frightening for the people that I'm just going to say it, that people have the people that have sense. Yeah, I swear it's it feels like there's a mental handicap or disability that comes with people who are racist. It's almost like a learning disability, like an inability to like put logic in front of them, Um, lack of education, all that kind of stuff. The thing that's so scary about the jenny stuff is like those posts were right when she would have been in the in talks to be Uh on the show like that was right then and so she made a whole new facebook page but maybe she thought she deactivated that account maybe she thought just by not logging in it was deactivated or something but
0: um facebook is forever facebook is forever
3: and it was Uh the part the one that killed me was the george floyd of, you yeah. know, the article of that he that I remember that being passed mm-hmm. around when it happened that he overdosed um, and just number one, <laughs> what person swallows a bunch of their drugs right as a cop like that would be caught on body cam?
2: Yeah, like yeah,
3: you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if maybe if they hear cops coming and they like are flushing stuff down the toilet, but you just it's that's expensive. You wouldn't do that if you had like <laughs> a fatal amount of drugs, you're like, bitch, I spent money on that. Like right. That's crazy, but
0: even if that was the case, it's very clear that the knee on the neck did it. Like even yeah. if even if, if he did ingest all those drugs, we literally see a knee on his neck and him not being able to breathe. Can you breathe with the knee on your neck, please? Some racist, allow me to put my knee on your neck mm-hmm. and we'll see For whether or not minutes. you survive. Yeah, right. I'm, we can be scientific about this. For eight minutes, I'll put my knee on your Ooh. neck and I'll lean I'll lean on it. And if we can have a conversation, I'll listen to your feelings about don't tread on me and about how January 6th was a good thing. We can just have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And then if you're still alive afterwards, I'll shake your hands and be like, hey, you're right.
3: Did you guys know that Dolores... Is an anti-vax borderline QAnon?
4: Uh, no, oh,
3: I didn't. yeah, I didn't. It was it was such a blow. Like the Jenny, I'm gonna. I kind of think about Bravo now as like pre Jenny Facebook posts, and then post Jenny Facebook posts because <laughs> the day. The next day when I like, so I saw the Jenny post the night before It came up on Twitter. Uh, One of my friends on Instagram sent it to me and I posted it in my stories, went to bed and woke up and it was everywhere. Um, And this sparked a whole conversation, I guess, in the in Clubhouse one time, they they found some website that said who everyone voted for. Mm. And they were doing like a game where they were like, okay, what about Meredith? Who do you think Meredith voted for? And Meredith voted for Trump. Which I didn't see coming because she seems very liberal mama type of deal. But okay, fine. At the end of the day, rich people just want to stay rich. And that's Mm -hmm. what the Republican Party will do for them, especially Trump. Trump went above and beyond to make sure rich people stayed rich. So so again, you realize that. But Dolores was the biggest blow. Dolores being borderline Q. I was like, she is friends with Soggy Flicker. So
4: yeah, (laughs) Soggy. Flicker.
3: That's, that was marge's nickname for her i just i can't call her Siggy without i it's just it's soggy flicker it's just yeah. what it is um so it's been a it was a very bubble bursting week because when i tweet like you know how you just have to like tweak your perspective a little bit and i'm like oh, okay actually i can see that yeah a lot of jersey is
4: yeah of course and i well, when I, mean, I was yeah yeah when i heard that uh jenny's uh Sorry. When I heard that Jenny's Instagram followers went up, I went on to see like who I knew that was still following her. And then there are some accounts that I follow and I was like, oh, do better, please. But Deandra still follows her, too, which broke my heart. Like now now I really? can't trust you. Yeah.
3: See. OK, so the episode <laughs> starts. The episode is OK. I just before we say anything, Whitney is blackout. Like Whitney Uh, is in a full blackout here. (laughs) She's she's like trying to chase after Meredith and Mary. And the funny thing is, as soon as Meredith explodes like she does and is like, how can you even seriously be thinking that because I wasn't on the bus, I called (laughs) the feds and set everything like what are you guys even saying? (laughs) But Whitney's so blackout that she's like, I don't know. Just tell me. And they're like, no, we didn't. What are you talking about? Um, But Jen, Jen is really when because Meredith keeps leaving and coming back. She's like, I'm disengaging. I'm reengaging. I'm disengaging. I'm reengaging.
4: Meredith is like one of those. Yeah, like that Sunday comic family circus where you follow the line to see everywhere they went. That's what (laughs) Meredith was.
3: You're right. She went upstairs. She came back down. She went to the kitchen. She went outside. She went back upstairs. It's like she went everywhere. Love you, baby. Ugh. I mean, iconic line, though. Like, love iconic. you, baby. Bye. The way she says baby is like, it gives me chills. <laughs> um, but Jen really does this. And she's it's a through line. She acts so dumb and innocent about the shit she used to do on Twitter. Like when when Heather in her face is like, you called me Shrek. like what that was someone else it was not fiona account i would say
0: this to the day i die she could have called her fiona she called her shrek Uh,
3: Uh, but then when when (laughs) whitney threatens to i mean sorry when meredith threatens to reveal more she still doesn't say what it is but whitney's like i know what it is (laughs) meredith was seeing a guy and jen totally hooked up with them and then they do the flashback and she's and Meredith's like, I know that Jen has done some very questionable things to dig up dirt on all of us. And so what that leads me to think is that Jen's been out there fucking whoever she can just to get intel on the <laughs> yeah. cast, like some rogue spy. Yeah. Like, do, for what? Like, what is your goal with this? Um, But (laughs) it's just so black. I can't really focus on anything else because she's cracking me up. She's trying to stop everyone from leaving, but isn't quite sure what she has to say. And then at one point when Lisa's all mad because Jen called her a liar, she she goes, Whitney's like, we're on the same team. And Lisa goes, no, no, we're not not on teams. We're friends. And she goes, no, the team is us. (laughs)
4: and that's what i mean there are plenty of reasons to like boycott salt lake city or feel like you shouldn't watch salt lake city but the people that ignore not ignore the people that say that like that aside salt lake city is just not good you're lying like those are the reasons to stop watching but besides those things it is delivering
3: Yeah, no, like (laughs) it is, yeah. And I like that Mary caught on because Jenny off camera when she had her one-on-one with Jen, what did she say to Jen? Because she keeps like she keeps kind of having to apologize and say, No, I said something else, and Jen's like, You said I mean, granted, Jen is not the most reliable source, right? But she's not
0: a reliable narrator.
3: (laughs) I already did think it was kind of weird that Jenny went to Jen. With like anything like i was when she went even about the private investigator i was like mm-hmm. why would she like what's her alliance to jen i thought that her and meredith were closer you know what i'm right. saying yeah. i thought that she was just yeah. introduced to jen so i was kind of weirded out that she had that conversation but mary catches it mary's like you guys don't see what jenny just did here <laughs> uh, and then she goes to walk away and again whitney's like no mary mary <laughs> no <laughs> mary I just need answers, Mary's Mary one was of my favorite really parts
0: funny. of this episode. She yes. was great. She just Same. was over. She was so dismissive of Jenny that it was like, whoa, like it was just I'm not I'm not dealing with that. I'm not yes. no you, I'm not accept it.
3: Yes. <laughs> you will accept it. Uh. whoa, yeah, no, she was it was funny. dude when when Meredith calls Brooks, that will forever be the most savage conversation. like, they just snarked out together so hard, just like when she goes, it's time to totally gut the whole friendship, the whole group <laughs> dynamic. And she like flips her hair. I was like, you were like an evil villain in a movie.
4: She is. And, and this he's... is
0: your, your, he's the
4: devil's apprentice. Like, yes. It's, he's the it's... animal in a Disney movie. It's always like a villain oh and God. a little <laughs> animal. He's the animal. <laughs>
3: That's exactly it. Oh my god, he's like a villainous cat. He's Diablo. <laughs> he's Diablo. That is the most accurate. That's exactly what it was. Like she called her. She called her pet, and they talked. And they talked evil. Her
4: familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Her oh crow in god. a little tracksuit.
3: Jen, though, like she. She had just on the bus, she was so sure that Meredith and Mary called the feds and that is why these charges are, these false accusations are happening. And then all it took was Meredith being like, no, you absolute idiot. Like that is not what happened for her to be like, well, that's what they told me. I'm like, (laughs) you're not even thinking about logic here honey bunny like let's think about the mental state we've got right now from jen like last season there wasn't a federal indictment against her she Mm -hmm. wasn't facing federal prison time so now we have jen already crazy plus this like she's batshit crazy this season she is she's facing federal prison time
0: (laughs) But I really love it. I was telling Donnie when we were watching, like, I love when Jen like flips out. Like I love like how, how she was like yelling at everybody and mad at everybody and then like run into the house and like Lisa's like, I'm not gonna
4: follow you. I didn't ask you to follow me. Like it's just <laughs> I love it. It's it and gives I, me life. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a fashion choice or if it's like just the wear and tear but her (laughs) nails were every other one was done so so that makes it even more unhinged
3: yeah and especially because it's like it's like a really prominent nail it's like a very (laughs) long pointy nail and then one that's not so yeah it was pretty sad the next day though the way meredith tears through that house (laughs) but when she screamed my family is off limits I was like, yeah. yo, we, abort. Uh, you guys, she she might kill all of you.
4: And what, did I miss it? What, like, originated that in the morning? Did she wake up from a dream thinking about it? Yeah, her or meds then, was, like, a, wore off.
3: Her meds wore off. <laughs>
4: that was I thought, wait, I thought that was when she heard the
0: accusation that she didn't go to her father's memorial. Mm. And that she just either skipped it because she didn't want to go or because she called the feds. It was that the night so before
3: she, that that yeah, happened. Yeah.
0: And then she yeah, got, so, she lumped that into the Brooks attack and her family not being
4: right, but it, she it like this. Quinn, all of that was talked about the night before. She woke up and said, "My family."
3: And then Lisa was well, like, "You know, everybody's
4: for the other costume." You're
0: right. <laughs> That's True.
3: You're right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This you should, pilled out Meredith is <laughs> on an on another level this season. I was shocked that after all of that, like they talk it out, they have breakfast. I was surprised that Meredith and Mary actually went to the cave canyon obstacle course. But I'm so glad Mary did because, (laughs) oh, my God, Mary in the wild is a sight to see, especially since she's like, this is my element. I'm thriving. And she can barely do anything they give her to do. She's like Dave isn't that like twirling on the bungee? Isn't
0: <laughs> that on brand for Mary though? Like it's just in her mind is a totally different story than what we see and what we know. She, her perception is not reality.
3: It's not. I. It was. It was just very strange to see them like even doing this like being outdoors we just haven't i mean granted their first season was disjointed because they like changed production companies midway through Mm -hmm. and like but this just this them in the cave and whatever it just didn't really make sense what the fuck happened for club zion to need to take place i am convinced when they got back from the canyon thing producer sat down with whitney and said look Every other franchise at least gives us drunken antics and fun scenes. We don't have any of that with you guys. So we need you to do some shots, dance on some tables, and at least give us one night of that. Because... First of all, when they were saying we're going to Club Zion, I thought they were going to an actual club. And I was me, like, yeah. I'm confused. Where are you going?
0: It <laughs> sounds like a gay club to me. me oh, yeah, yeah have a gay
3: club there. And I was like, <laughs> OK, I kind of am scared to see them out in public, but go for it. But then when it was just downstairs, I was like, "Oh, OK. But Lisa Barlow at the table prior is like kind of like loopy. She's like, I want to invite you guys to my Vita tequila event. It's going to be very cool. I'm like, what did Meredith give you? um but then when they are dancing and having fun mary dancing with jen was the most jarring visual i've ever seen
0: but i needed it
3: i needed (laughs) needed to see it i did too but wasn't that weird didn't
4: that scene just feel so bizarre
0: yeah it was very bizarre it was go ahead donnie
4: if mary and uh Meredith would have skipped this event, I would have been able to like picture the rest of the group like, let's just have fun for a night. But those two don't seem to be able to do that ever. So I want to know, I feel like production, more than a talk, I feel like production slips something in their drinks.
3: Okay, that seems better.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Every other, I was telling Donnie, every other franchise, like if you look
0: at Potomac, like they can sit at a table and rip each other to shreds, but then they have times where they actually enjoy each other and actually have a good time. And so, and even we saw, even we see it even in Atlanta, like with the bolo party afterwards, even though all that stuff happened past <laughs> that. But I think it's a good test of a franchise if you can be just as entertaining, having fun as you can, as being at each other's throats. So I love that in Salt Lake City, nobody likes each other. Nobody. Like nobody they're likes each other. They're genuinely not but friends. They're not. <laughs> not at all. They're not. And it's like, and you don't really notice it until like something will happen between two. And then the confessional will go, and then one will be shitting on another one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because they don't like each other either. So it's like, I love that. But this was really cool to see. I like seeing them all getting along and having fun.
3: I mean, I get what they did. They were like, okay, guys, our jobs depend on us having a good time together. So let's yes. just get wasted and Yehaw. go with it. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was obsessed with the next day. The, like, <laughs> palpable hangover. Whitney not knowing how she... Got- I mean, the scene. We have... Meredith is waking up Lisa with this big brush, this like paintbrush thing. And then they pan over and it's Jen and Whitney in a bed together. And Whitney's face when she wakes up is so perfectly like I was blackout. How did I get here? Why am I in a bed with Jen in Lisa Barlow's room? It was (laughs) so
0: eyelashes
3: perfect. I was obsessed. It was very like when Bethany woke up at Bluestone Manor in the fish room. And she was like, "How did? I, why did I sleep in here? Yeah. Is Betty Ford open?" It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best moments. I think about that. Like, the fish room once uh. a day. <laughs> um. So, but then I also loved Mary. The next morning, too, she came out. She's like, "Why are you guys awake?" <laughs> her hands are on her hips. She's like, <laughs> um, like, "How is that
0: even possible?"
3: She's like, "You are." She's like, "All I I wasn't even awake. I just remember three bikinis." And just, <laughs> I think that's kind of my favorite thing about like when you're on a trip, if you're like when you can all wake up the next day with that collective hangover and mm-hmm. be like, I don't remember. When did we do that? And have to like <laughs> piece together the debauchery from the night before. Nothing really bonds a group more than that.
0: No. Then what, yeah. Right,
4: so how did this happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. a, And a Sunday brunch is the same vibe too. After a night out. It's just the party itself. is like a bonding experience, but then that next day is like an added bonus.
3: Because then someone always remembers something you don't. Yeah. So like, do you remember when we went and got tacos? You're like, no.
2: Oh, we went
3: and got it. tacos. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're like, I ate pizza when I got home too.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why there's an olive in my hair. It all makes sense now. Oh yeah, I when, love that. When Jen came
0: in, she's like, I found that sandwich you were eating with me.
2: <laughs>
4: yes. <laughs>
3: Because it was probably like in the bed, like she was probably like like falling asleep, eating the sandwich, and then just passed out. (laughs) It's a good move. It's a good move. It is. I was interested. I was interested in how they like planned this whole trip out in terms of how they showed it to us. So like, Mm -hmm. the first night is an absolute disaster. So then they were like, "We have to have at least one good night here, you guys." So Mm -hmm. we're gonna pull it together Mm -hmm. for one, and then we see next week. It's all. Oh my god! By
0: dinner, it's hell. And, yeah. and
3: and uh, Lisa Barlow on the hot mic saying, fuck Meredith, I hate Meredith. She's fucked half of New York.
0: I can't wait. That was New York. That's what she said. <laughs> New York.
3: I like, and that was because remember Andy teased us because they were uh-huh. about to film the reunion. And he was like, something happens in the last episodes of the season that rock their world going into the reunion. Yeah. And, I mean, Meredith and Lisa, I saw them. I saw them having issues last season. I was like, oh, they are. They're one notch away from a feud. Yes. And they're not the type of people that should have a feud because you can tell they are all keeping each other's secrets. Yes. They're just waiting to like, what do you want me to say? I'm going to say yours first. And then (laughs) which one are you going to say? Because then I'll Uh say the other one because they probably have so many (laughs) secrets. There are like levels to the secrets. Like I'm going to tell a level 10 secret. How about that? (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the whole nuclear thing. Like, it's like you can't, you have to get along. Otherwise, the other option is annihilation. Exactly.
3: Yes. Like, it's kind of that happens on Beverly Hills too. I feel.
0: I uh-huh. feel. Like, oh, yeah, I feel
3: like yeah. Rena and Kyle especially are like, well, what are you going to tell? Well, I might. I'm a. Are, are you going to? Okay, we're. I'm going to. I'm going to say something. And they like get yeah. scared. Yeah, I
0: want those Harry Hamlin troops to
4: come out. I know they're <laughs> there. Yeah. I know that they're there, and I want them. So, I think Rinna says she's asked to do Celebrity Big Brother every year and always turns it down. And she makes it seem like she's above it. But I think she's afraid to be on the live feeds unedited for 24 hours a day.
3: I also can't, I agree, because Rinna's so thirsty, she would take right. any paycheck. So
4: what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Right. literally true. did Depends commercials.
3: Like, please, <laughs> like you're not above anything. So no, no. I agree. I think she's like, no, I can't be on a I can't be in a show where I'm not protected.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
3: what I mean? Like she, her first season, Rinna, I love Rena. her first season. She was so fun. And like okay. Kim was such a mess that it was easy to be on Rinna's side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it's like the fame really took over her. And then she realized like, oh, this can be a whole lot easier. All I have to do is just, you know, Target someone in a right. season, and then yeah. Kyle and I sit mm-hmm. back and just attack her. Mm-hmm. Super Absolutely. easy for me. So, what are you guys gonna do if they don't uh, fire Jenny? Or like, what is the plan for next season with you? I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna watch. I'm just gonna say it outright.
4: If I do watch, it'll be... Well, thank you for your honesty. If I if I do watch, it will be um pirated copies because I don't want Bravo to get my, like, views and my money.
3: So if they don't fire Jenny, it's a hard out for Donnie.
4: A hard... No, yeah. Like, I'll watch online at, like, watchtv.com. I won't be watching at bravotv.com.
3: I'm, okay, fair enough. Maybe I'll do that. I'll do that, yeah. too. I like that. Okay. <laughs>
0: I might, I might have to see how they deal with it because I did that with uh, Brandi Redman. Mm. And I felt like she should have been fired immediately. So I feel like to, I have to at least be fair. Try to see what's going to be, like, how are they going to try to handle it? I'm sure if she's still there, it won't be enough for me. So mm-hmm. I'll be watching it pirated like Donnie. But I have to see if she comes back, how they're going to handle it. That I have to see.
3: I have to see how they also, handle it.
4: Yeah. Also, if Jen goes to prison and Mary quits, I don't know if the show will be good like besides keeping Jenny I'm I don't even know if I'm interested anymore if we're down yeah, we don't and Mary. any new ones right exactly they're filming yeah exactly yeah, yeah.
3: no I that's a very good point because I will re- I really wish Mary was coming back I know that people wanted her gone but I'm like yeah. now that we've seen all these revelations from her mom mm-hmm. and I can put more context to Mary because there was a, there was a piece missing that I couldn't like put my finger on and I'm yeah. like oh she was fully brainwashed manipulate and like her family is strange too so like this all kind of is adding up and so i think that it would be much more interesting to have her back so we can explore it in a more honest way yeah also i would like to hear what the hell she has to say about that interview her mom did right i'm like what Mm -hmm. are you going to say about it um (laughs) uh another question though Roni, Roni's got some rumored casting things coming up. Granted, all the casting rumors for Roni have proven to be false. Right. Um, But apparently, according to this latest one, apparently all the three veterans are coming back, Ramona, Sonia, and Luann. Um, I'm taking a hard stance. I'm not interested in watching Roni anymore with Ramona on it. Um, If Ramona Mm. was gone, I would be willing to watch. But here's the other problem. I hate Sonia. I know that's the most unpopular opinion.
0: Wait, what? Sonia.
3: I hate Sonia.
0: Sonia Morgan.
3: Mm-hmm. Hater. She's the fakest person. Mm -hmm. Fakest person. She's everything is for camera. I can't handle the drunk shit anymore. It's the same shit season after season. If she brings up her damn ex-husband one more time, I'm going to snap. So that's mm. tired. And the Luanne's just collecting a paycheck at this point. Luann's, yeah. just, you know, she's not really giving much.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so- like Luann thinks she's Liza Minnelli. That's what I heard from somebody, a, mm-hmm. fa- a listener of ours, <laughs> who sure. had a lot of opinions um, <laughs> about New York. And I think that's true. I do think that Luann believes in her mind she's Liza Minnelli.
4: Yeah. Sonia entertains me on camera, but before... Leah's first season was my first season watching. And then I went back and caught up to everything we missed. But up until I had started watching, I always assumed Ramona and Sonia were like the same person. Like, I knew they were two different people, but I was like, politically, they're the same, like, rude to staff, they're the same, whatever. And then people were like, no, you're so wrong about Sonia, but I don't think I am. No, she's yeah. just
3: as bad as Ramona is, but she mm-hmm. she knows how to, like, float out of it and be yeah. like, oh, no, no, I wasn't actually participating in that. I'm like, yes, you right. were. You were just participating in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I just don't find Ramona entertaining. I wish I did, because it would be so much easier for me to enjoy Bravo because she's pretty much everywhere yeah. but I can't. Yeah. I just can't. I can't get on board. Um, I know Ebony's not coming back. That's for sure. Yeah. Why would she want to? Exactly. That was not a I fun experience for her.
0: I don't understand why she did it in the first place. To be to be honest, like I don't. I, I'm torn about Ebony. I think I've talked about how I feel about her. I I. I she doesn't always read genuine to me. And I I get that she may be on the right side, but I don't get, um, I don't get that genuine black connection from her for me. I feel like a lot of times I feel like it's a tool from her. Okay. It's it's something she can use and she says the right things and, you know, maybe it's because of her Fox news past, but I just, as it no like it's it's a, it's a no for me dog the, the it was from the beginning yeah
4: i remember you. Saying i don't that. trust it i, from did, the I, beginning. I just don't trust that, it yeah. and that was
0: before the fox news stuff came out yeah, yeah.
4: that's true like, Yeah, because i didn't know she was day
0: fox one news. yeah what it about leah
3: what are your thoughts on leah
0: leah <sighs> okay so i like leah and i get how some people can hate leah like that's somebody who like you know you have that friend who you're cool with and everybody hates and you can't fault them for hating that friend. Like, you don't defend your friend. You just don't say shit. That's the way I feel about Leah. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say about her. And I'll be like, you are absolutely right. But I'm cool with her personally so far. So I don't have a problem. I don't okay. love her. I don't hate her. I'm just like, okay, if Leah, when she's on screen, I'm cool with her for the most part. Wanting to become Jewish. That was kind of odd. But hey, it's Do a story. you think they'll mark. bring her back? I think
3: they will. I do,
0: too. I do, too.
3: Because Andy was so shocked by how the fans turned on her, like from loving her so much her first season to literally hating her her second season. Mm -hmm. They like Mm -hmm. to give them a third chance. They kind of want to see them get one more redemption. It's almost like they want to make sure their investment was worth it. Not like they paid her well when she did. She announce that she was making like thirty thousand dollars her first season. Uh huh. I was shocked by that, but I guess I get it because they're like, well, we'll see 30,000 yeah. for one job a few months. Take it. yeah. And so if it takes off, but then they tried to pair that again, her second season. Uh-huh. And she was like, hi, no. Cool.
0: Yeah. Cause I that mean, especially cool. since she knows how much that entails like 30,000 sounds like a lot of money, especially over like a couple of months time, but that's a lot of intrusive uh, recording. That's a lot of, confessional looks there's a lot of stuff that goes into that i don't think that is enough money at all
3: and they're they're having to tweet during the episodes like bravo Mm -hmm. expects them to keep going on social media so it's not like it ends there like they have to maintain first season
0: maybe second season hell no hell Hell no no No. No. No.
3: (laughs) all right guys well you know i love you I'm bored we love and obsessed you. with you. We love you. <laughs> I just can't even handle it. Um, Guys, tell them where to find you.
0: Oh, well, you can find us at our podcast, Know That, a Real Housewives mm-hmm. podcast. You can find it anywhere you get your shows, Spotify, Apple, wherever. And you can find me at Quinn Lamar on Twitter and Instagram.
4: You can find me at Real Donnywood on Instagram. And I also host a Nostalgia podcast with Chelsea of Oh No Bravo, currently, oh no, Chels, um, where we recap movies from the early 2000s.
3: And I have to say, um, I, I really recommend following their personal accounts because Donnie gives us tons of nostalgia and Quinn is just doing like tight fives all the time. Like every single every <laughs> single post is like this witty amazing joke. So, highly recommend following them. Thank you guys so Thank much you. for Thank being you. here. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> bye. See ya.
3: To say I love them is an understatement. Obsessed is better. Um I hope you enjoyed that and now I'm going to do a little solo recapping a little solo recap. I'm just going to squeeze in my Miami recap because to be honest, it's just not that exciting. They are still in the Hamptons and they've just had that explosive dinner which was which was fabulous. Don't get me wrong. Last episode was great. Um and so the next day They have to do an activity, right? So they go and they do this boxing activity. And the the guy that was their boxing coach was like seven feet tall with muscles the size of their heads and spoke some Spanish to Adriana. And I will be thinking about him for years to come. I need a spinoff of that guy. I need him to do a boxing school spinoff. I don't care who picks it up. I don't care if it's Bravo. I don't care if it's Peacock. I don't care if it's TLC. Somebody needs to pick up a spinoff of this man. Because he's so fine. Um, Then they go shopping. And again, it's like so many... These, these scenes are so filler scenes. Uh, but there was a funny moment because Larsa's lawyer calls her... And she is she says right away, like she answers the phone. She's like, I'm mic'd up. And he clearly is like, or she actually, I don't know, uh, is like, you need to take that mic off because we're about to say some shit. So she goes over to the sound guy and one of the producers, Steven, gets so stressed out. She's like, I need to take this off. And he's like, OK, wait, um, OK, well, oh, OK. Because um, I'm sure he's like, whatever the hell you're about to say, we want to hear. If you need to take the mic off, it's got to be good. But she's just not having it. And apparently Scotty and her, like she, her theory is that, which is probably correct, to be honest. Her theory is that Scotty's always gotten what he wanted, especially with her. She's just always said yes. And now that she's being assertive, I don't know exactly what it is she wants. I don't know if he's just mad that she's actually divorcing him. Um, but he, it's been three years. He won't sign And he's throwing a fit. They don't... She's pretty good at remaining calm in front of the kids. um, But her beautiful daughter looked uncomfortable. Um, So then they, like, hang out by the pool and have a couple scenes like that. Um, Kiki is... Everyone is obsessed with Kiki because her body is amazing. She's got this ridiculously hot bathing suit on. Uh, When she comes up the stairs They start doing shots Julia is on a mission To get drunk So first she tries to show Nicole How to take a shot the Russian way A vodka shot the Russian way And so like Mexicans have The tequila lime salt thing Apparently Russians have a thing Where you breathe in Take the shot Exhale after you swallowed And then you put a pickle in your mouth Sure. I mean, I just don't think there's any way to avoid the disgusting aftermath of a shot where you realize you've just thrown alcohol, like gasoline into your body. I have never been able to be slick with a shot. I al- I always make the faces and I'm hitting things like, no, no, Um so Julia's on one. Julia's trying to show everybody how to take shots like that, uh, and then they go up to the pool, hang out in the pool for like five seconds, and then they're like, "Okay, let's go to dinner." I'm like, oh, all right, why even show us this again? Filler. So then they go to dinner, and this is when a little action happens, and Alexia, Alexia finds this really weird route to. To interject how she's mad at Nicole for the night before and how Nicole... Nicole, I I stand behind the fact that Alexia looked guilty as hell when Nicole was like, did you not say Marisol got married because she's thirsty? Alexia just... She looked like a deer in headlights. She was like, no, I didn't. And it she looked like she did. You know she did. It, I think we all can tell like, oop, she did. Which is why I still don't understand why they're so mad at Nicole. Because... I get that night one, she sided with Lisa in the fight over the rooms, but is it really, like, are her crimes that bad that they're still going at it? Um, Because clearly, Alexia talks a little shit about her friends too sometimes. It's like nothing was really that bad. Like, they all judged Larsa for being on OnlyFans. And so if... If, she, if if Nicole was judging Larsa about the OnlyFans thing, I'm pretty sure all of them were. So, okay, what else you got? And so Nicole handled it last night. And now tonight again, when Alexia tries to come for her and say, like, you can't get in the middle of a friendship, and I know that's what you tried to do, Nicole looks bored, which is the best attitude you can have when you're in a housewives feud and you want it to just, and you want to, Like, you want to win, but, like, you don't really need to win. She's in a place of power here. Because she looks like she's, like, rolling her eyes. She's like, are you kidding? She's like, we'll talk about this later, okay? And once someone, once, if you're coming at someone with aggression and they hit you with that energy, there's nowhere to go. So, you're, so then Marisol, I think, Marisol to me proved that she was just, um, Like, she really is just hazing Nicole. Because Nicole, she tries to play the the same game, like, who do you trust the least? And Nicole's like, what is wrong with you? This is stupid. You're like, you're crazy. And Marisol's like, she takes that as an opportunity to be like, yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy, you know? I'm like, oh, okay, she's just doing this for camera time. Respect it, because she's, you know, she's having fun, and it's entertaining. But at this point now, I'm like... This is beneath you. So the fact that it's not beneath her makes me realize, like, oh, wait. So will you just do anything for the camera? Or is this really just revenge because she sided with Lisa the night before? Either way, it's good housewives, petty entertainment, you know? But then, but then, wasted Julia, wasted out of her mind, says, that she has an announcement and she's got this, she does this big performance where she gets on her knees and looks like she's about to propose to Adriana. The music that they, they, they play in the background to show how everyone is all confused and scared is perfect. Cause it's like they're what are we watching? You're on your knees. You're <laughs> saying, what do you, what are you doing? You're presenting a ring. I think it was Gertie. She goes, explain the ring. Like under her brush. She's like, somebody? Anybody? What's happening? And then it's like, it's a friend engagement. Okay. What? It just was a lot. And then Julia and Adriana continue to be like so physical with each other. And I have I've, honestly have never seen anything like this. And I, you know... My group of friends when I was in my 20s, we just did a bunch of ecstasy together all the time. And yeah, I guess we were affectionate then, but like this is another level because you're married, Julia. And I get that you're trying to say it's this like innocent earth mama thing, but it really makes me uncomfortable. So they like, they finish the dinner, they go back to the house for their after hours and again... Julia's showing everyone about with the vodka shot and the pickles. And they find any excuse, Adriana and Julia, to be like right in each other's faces. And of course, Adriana's like, put it in your mouth. And Julia's like, oh, my goodness. and It's a lot. It's just a lot. And I just don't buy Julia's like innocent game. But I have a feeling it's it's authentic, which is just confusing to me. Right? And so then, honestly, that's the end of the episode. Like, nothing else really (laughs) happened. The trailer for next week is giving. We have Nicole straight up telling Marisol, like, your bullying tactics are not going to work. And because they're not working, Marisol then goes, you're confusing me with someone who gives a shit. And it's like, that's not even a good line, Marisol. Because, like, you do. Because you're bringing all this up. So... Um, and then Adriana and Lisa get into a fight, uh, and then, uh, someone is sick. And I can't tell if it's Julia. I think it is Julia. And I swear to God, if it's alcohol poisoning, I'm going to die. But like, they don't quite show what's happening. They all have masks on. The paramedics show up. It's pretty serious. So again, I'm like, why couldn't we have done that? Why couldn't we have just shown, done, th- this whole episode was filler. I didn't need a whole moment with the with the shopping and a whole weird moment in the pool for them just to get out and go to dinner. But whatever. I'm not trying to be ungrateful. I I absolutely love them still. Okay, so... So that is the quick, I just promised I would give you guys a, a Miami recap. And so there it is. I know that was so lame. It's like a, it was 15 minutes, but there just wasn't a lot to it. But there you go. So now let's move it all along. Now let me try that again. Let's move it along to Vanderpump Rules. And I'm very excited to announce that my friend Pia joined me for the first part recap. Um, What we were doing was I'm filming. I'm filming. I am filming. I'm recording bonus episodes because I just really want to like load up this podcast and I want to load up what I have in my arsenal so that I can give you guys more. And I'm doing, in addition to these recaps, I'm doing bonus episodes where I'm recapping and revisiting classic Bravo stuff. And so... A while back, I started doing season two Vanderpump Rules starting when they went to Cabo and Tom's, Tom Schwartz pours a drink on Katie's head. And I just stopped. I just didn't continue uh, recapping them because I didn't really think anyone cared. But I've had quite a few of you request I, I pick them back up. So I I finished up those episodes with Pia. And in the beginning of it, we recapped this part one of the Vanderpump Reunion. Um, So I just pulled that. I'm going to splice it in here and then I'll recap the second episode. Is this just confusing? I'm like slightly confused. But okay, we'll see how this works. So enjoy part one. Hello, everybody. We're going to welcome back uh, a guest to the pod. She's... One of my very good friends. We've known each other for quite some time. We served. Uh, we served together in a restaurant, and so you know, you mean you're just like bonded for life when that happens. Yes. Um,
1: Please welcome Pia back to the pod. Yay! I've been bugging Emily to get back on the pod because I have a I sent Emily an obnoxious <laughs> amount of voice memos. <laughs> Uh, unprompted, no one asked me a thing. I just started spewing. <laughs> and it wouldn't stop. And I felt like I should stop, but I couldn't. I
3: definitely get, I get quite a few people that do that on my Instagram because I forget that like not everybody opens their Instagram and sees what I see because I only follow like Instagram account. I mean, Bravo mm-hmm. accounts. So like my whole feed is bravo, 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 bravo. So people who don't have that in their normal life, they, they're they like, hold on, I need to talk about something that no one else cares about except you. So I'll get like strangely long messages from people that are like two paragraphs, essays, just like letting me know how they feel because
1: like their husband doesn't want to hear about it anymore. You're like, you're, was what was that like column that like from the nineties where people like write <laughs> write in like that's you now <laughs> yeah like it's like ask something like ask I don't Ruth? know it was, yeah it was something like that and people would just write in and just she would just be their sounding board and that's you now that's so congratulations me for Bravo <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm not you, the you? only
3: account that that I could get that well you that.
1: literally she speaks Bravo so Ooh. I I
3: answered. What a callback. <laughs> Thank you for plugging the name and everything. <laughs> um, Let's talk about the Vanderpump Rules reunion part one.
1: Initial thoughts on the reunion. Initial thoughts were, how did they decide who would be the people to stay home? That Yeah, was they like, didn't clarify that.
3: They just said yes. out of abundance of caution. I'm like, well, were they t-
1: post- post- uh, positive for COVID or? Yeah. And that, yeah, the, I, I was, I was interested in that i'm like okay i guess there is a lot of people on their show so maybe it was like more than i think housewives yeah so maybe it was just a little too many people in there and then i'm like point and then i'm like okay so did katie schwartz and lala volunteer to the people to stay home or do they feel like the people that were in the room had andy had more to say so they were like well I have less to say to you guys. So you guys stay home. I was just curious. Oh,
3: that's interesting. It
1: did kind of you're like you're saying it it seems like
3: they couldn't have that many people in a room. So they just literally selected who could stay home. But I don't know
1: if they would have selected Lala with all the Randall stuff. And I agree with that. I almost feel like Lala was like, I I will be (laughs) volunteer. Because I don't want to be in the room while I have to also address. I have to address what happened, but it would be much easier to address it in my own space. Totally. Uh, so I could easily see her being like, I would love to stay home. And I can also see Katie being like, I would love to stay home because she's lazy. Yeah, totally. I actually didn't
3: even get to finish it. I didn't get to see the last part of it. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Honestly, I'm not super pumped about any of it, about any of the reunion, really, Um I just am watching it because I watched this. I like suffered through the season. So you have to watch the yeah. reunion. Um, it but I was a great season. It was a horrible season. It was it should be its last season. And they should give us a Tom Tom spinoff. And the Toms can be on TV still. But like we need a new cast of restaurant people. That's much I, more I don't interesting. Even,
1: I don't even know if I want that. I, I um. I do think this is I do think this should be the last season. I was only reason why I didn't want it I kind of still I do want it to be the last season but my thing is I just don't want Jax Taylor to win is that like petty of me I, I wanted them to I wanted them to succeed so bad because I wanted them to win without in like it not be like see we you guys had Jackson uh Stasi and Kristen fired and look how the show is now but to be fair the show wasn't great the season before either. Mm-hmm, exactly. I actually, th- I actually think that season was way worse to me than this one. I think it's just something that was coming regardless if those people were on the show or not.
3: I feel like after season six, which is when Jax cheated on Britney. Yeah, I think it just went downhill. From it there. went downhill because Jax was like, guys, I'm exhausted from having an entire season be so brutal. I get like a redemption season. Mm-hmm. And so they gave him the like and he got to he got engagement Season mm-hmm. and he got wedding season. Yeah. He got two yeah. full seasons, which is so boring. It's not fun to watch when you can tell they've totally like blackmailed production into giving
1: them that kind of edit. 100%. And I just think that as any show, whether it be a reality show or a scripted show, it, there is a point where it just has to end. And they're at their point. They're entirely too recognizable, too uh, uh, well off or like financially stable. And they're too – they have too much to lose yeah. to be able to be authentic as they were, which is why we like the show. So even if, like, we had, like, a spinoff or if even if we cast new people entirely to follow in the restaurant business, it just wouldn't be – it just would have such a shelf life because even when Vanderpump Rules started initially – it was so before all the influencer things and stuff like that. So now when you go on a reality show, you become popular. Everything is sped up. So they had like four, five years where even though they were recognizable, they're still broke as shit and they really did need to live, uh, work at Sir. That's not going to be the case. Like look at uh, Charlie. She's yeah. been working at Sir for one year and she really doesn't probably need to work there anymore. And right? it's just that's going to be that's going to be our new issue. I was living for
3: Charlie, just not having it
1: with Sheena. Charlie has literally ever, and I think we've talked about this last time, but she won me over at the last reunion of just how she was just going toe to toe with everyone and just Mm -hmm. annihilating them. And I was so happy she was like, became so much more featured once they got rid of all of those extra People that they tried Brett. to put on last season. I'm like so happy. I'm so happy that they they trimmed the fat on that. Yeah. Um, but um she she's my favorite. I will definitely say that Charlie was my favorite this season and I wanted even more of her. I'm I'm right there with you. She because she's fresh, she's like what the what the franchise
3: is now. She's still like Sassy and trashy, but she's quick witted and she's and she's on to all their games. She's actually and she's not super
1: interesting.
3: Yeah. She's not like Sheena who Sheena is like playing a character where she's like this innocent, sweet person, but she's really not. And Charlie sees right through it. And so Charlie just busted her and was like, take accountability for once in your life. And I, was I like, love that. thank you, because she never takes accountability. Sheena is it's always someone else's fault. And she's always a victim somehow. And you're supposed to like when she tells you in context of what she's going through, you're supposed to be like, oh, OK, when you put it like that. But I'm like, you never I know, say, Raquel, I'm sorry,
1: Raquel, like she's very sweet. And I know that it's she just she is her defense mechanism to not to just. Be passive, like when she's expressing her feelings. She did that with James, and she does that in all of her relationships. And when she's like, "Yeah," and she's like, trying to stand her ground. And then Sheena is an emotional manipulator, and she uses her like. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm sure her miscarriage and all the things that she's gone through has impacted her life, and you know whatever. But you can't just throw that out there when you don't want to take accountability for things that you do and say, well, I had a miscarriage and start crying because that's unfair because that allows no one to be able to say how you make them feel. And that's unfair. That's exactly it though, because
3: we're all expected to like honor and respect her feelings, but she doesn't ever allow someone to just say, well, okay, when you did that, it hurt mine. And she goes, Hey, I'm sorry.
1: Exactly. And it's like, She'll and then she'll do the thing where she in person, she's like being really apologetic and genuine and she won't put her butt on it at that moment. But then she but then she goes into her confessionals and she's like, well, what did she expect? I'm like, I'm really going through this. And it's like, okay, you're so willing to be apologetic in the moment so you can continue your friendships or your fake friendships or whatever. But you don't mean it.
3: You don't. You don't. you, You don't mean it. How did you like when, how did you like when Brock tried to,
1: to like, he always tries to give, <laughs> oh, give James uh, advice. Oh, I hate, I hate Brock. So I have so many, like I can black out talking about all of my opinions <laughs> about black Brock. Out. <laughs> yes. Like I could literally just like those like manic voice memos I was leaving you. That's how I feel about Brock. Like he could be a whole, we could just talk about him the entire time. I have so many freaking thoughts. I like that
3: James just doesn't take it from Brock. Um, I do too. I because, do too. And I get that it's like James doesn't know how to express himself without it sounding like, you know, it sounds abrasive and he gets overwhelmed and he starts yelling and screaming. But people have been mooching off of this cast for a long time. I'm sure. Yeah. 100%. I'm sure DJ James Kennedy gets people even worse because he's getting like wannabe music people, too, that like think he's you know what I mean? So he was probably so sensitive to the fact that Brock comes on Brock comes on the scene and wants James to promote his clothing line right away. And 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 what did he want him to do? He wanted to post something and Brock was mad about it that he
1: wasn't doing it. Was that what it was? See, Yes. And I again, I completely agree with everything you just said. Is James does James have a drinking problem, drug problem, and just a oh, overall personality problem with his anger and how he expresses himself? Absolutely. And most of the time, do I condone how he speaks to people? No, I do not. But for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, for a very good reason, anytime he's speaking to Brock, I am like, Yes, <laughs> you are right on the money. Because yeah. because it's everything you just said, there are people that are constantly just trying to, to just Hang her on. They want to be on the show. And Sheena's the most gullible and just always looking for love. So she fell right into this man's trap. And I said this right when they first got together, Brock and Sheena, um, when it was just on Instagram, because I, fo- I follow them on Instagram. And this was, like, right in the beginning of the pan- – pan- or, like, right before the pandemic. And I was talking to Curtis – or a person we worked with, Um, and I was like, I think that this relationship with this new guy, because I've been watching their stories and stuff like that, I was like, it's gonna last. It's it or la- like la- like there is going to be much different of a relationship than her other ones, and only because I could tell this man likes attention just as much as Sheena does, and it totally. was just it just through wa- looking at her stories and posts, and I was like, this guy. He's he's all her other boyfriends did not like that. And this man is he is so excited about everything, like all the promotion. Yep. Like just I could I, I saw it and I it was confirmed for me when he got on the show this season. And I was like, I was so right. And then they had a baby. And I think he was like he was I would think he was so happy to give this girl a baby because one he it for him. It just it, I feel like he was like, I'll give you a baby because that means I'm definitely going to be on the show.
3: Yeah, storyline.
1: Exactly. And he did. And he and he is and he went wrong.
3: And she knows all she's wanted is that exact thing. So it was perfect because she was like,
1: I've been wanting a baby and I've been wanting all this for the cameras. So and I want someone who wants to do all of these things and like enjoys it and wants to do it and not make I don't have to make them do it or make them be on camera. So it worked out for both of them. Mm -hmm. However, um, going back to the original point with James. I think that like, you know, was forced to be friends with him because of Raquel and how close they, Sheena and Raquel are. And yeah. so he naturally hung out with them. You know, he is, I'm I think that uh, Brock has a, a, an ability to charm it in the beginning. Totally. But fake people like that. You can't, it doesn't last. Like their, their true colors eventually start coming through. And I do think that James has a good radar for that. And he also doesn't have a filter. He doesn't give a, give a crap about what anybody has to say. So Tom, maybe the other people noticed that, but just didn't say anything. James is going to say anything. Say something, and he did post before for him, and he said that he's like, I have done it before, but it gets to a point where it's like, I don't even know what you're really doing. Yeah, and I, I have built this. I have built this. My following, my aesthetic, my and it. it there is, and the thing is, I agree. Like. I understand like for people who don't know the business where it's like, oh, that's your friend, like why wouldn't you post? Yeah, but like they're getting paid a lot of money for sponsorships. So if they just start posting for anybody for money and say I buy the product and I'm like, okay, every time I buy something that James Kennedy says and it's just crap, their credibility goes down, which means they are like eventually people They're going to their algorithms or whatever the analytics are, are going to say that they're uh, they're not as uh, worth as much. Yep. And so therefore, they're not going to get paid as much by people. So this is a business. Exactly. He has to think about it in those terms. I don't think I also don't think Raquel should have said anything as a partner to Sheena and Brock that uh, because like the whole fight was that Raquel did tell Sheena that. James said not to respond right away because we should be getting paid, and I don't think Raquel should have uh, divulged that information. I think that when you're in a relationship, when you are saying like those type of conversations, like that's, that's a true conversation, and you should not be repeating that. Like that's I true. I think J- like James was, I think, looking out for Raquel, like in their best interest, and in being totally. like, I don't know if we should do that, and then, and that's not something he thought she was going to go back and say. I think I, and I don't think he, I don't think that he was I don't think he was wrong for telling his partner like
3: we should think about this. I think because if someone comes on their scene and is it is hungry for that, thirsty for that right away, they're the hairs on the back of their neck stand up like mm, I've seen this before.
1: It's like one of those people when you, you first meet them and they are too comfortable with you. Exactly. That's they start making that's it. making yeah, like they they start making jokes uh, that your friends of like 20 years make with you and you're, but it feels weird when they do it. Cause we met like today. Totally. And it's, it's got like, very scammer energy. And it's like, why do you feel so comfortable to joke with me like that? Like we're yep. not there yet. It's too much. And I think that's how James feels. It's like, you're too comfortable with me. Yeah. Like, we're friends, but we're not, like, I've known these guys and have been through a lot with these people for six years and I met you a year ago through my friend like you're I I I relax yeah and also Sheena's track record
3: doesn't help either you know so like Sheena bringing a new guy around you're not like this guy's probably totally great you're like oh let's be careful we all saw what happened with every single guy she's brought around since Shay.
1: Exactly,
3: Shay is a different animal, like compared to the rest of the people that Sheena has dated. Because Shay was like this guy that she just kind of manipulated and took a, and like took and molded to be this person she needed him what? to be, because she wanted
1: percent.
3: She just wanted a one up on these ladies. We're going to get into it when we talk about this episode, but like yeah. she just wanted a one up on the rest of the ladies because she couldn't get in their inner circle.
1: So she's like, watch, I'll get married before them. Like you guys are calling me a slut. I have I'm, I have a whole boyfriend. We're engaged. We're getting married. And you bitches are like just fighting with your boyfriends who will never marry you. Exactly. And it was a bragging right. It was, it was all a, it was. Yeah, she just wanted to be the first to do it with mm-hmm. her awful crop top wedding dress.
3: Yeah, like I, I, Sheena then realized like, wait, I never paid attention to who Shay was as a person. And he's actually a struggling
1: human being that needs support. Well, fuck that. I'm not in the mood to do that. So she got out of that relationship. Do you Do you remember do you remember when Shay was struggling really bad and he was trying to make the hard decision? And they're in their like mid 20s at that point. So it's like the worst time to try, like for a, a young adult to try to be sober. Cause your friends are like, like they drink now, but they drank back then. So he's trying to make the decision to be sober and like be sober, sober, like no drugs, no alcohol. And she was like, but no, like you can have like one. Like I don't want to be married. You can't just have like one like she was not the person to be with if you're trying to be sober because she she didn't wasn't willing to struggle with him Mm -hmm. or alter her lifestyle in any way to help him in this transition period transition period. She was very selfish. I actually like will never forgive her for the way she treated Shay. Like when that
3: whole thing was going down, she um, she tried her best to claim like a lack of knowledge on the topic um but it wasn't a lack of knowledge it was you choosing not to pay attention to that because it didn't fit your tv persona that you expect to have 100% going out having fun she was like well i'm not about to be with some sober guy and i'm sober like that's not good tv i swear it
1: i've always felt like sheena is the phoniest out of them all yes. because she is one of those people who, like Ugh. She's just one of those people who says all the things that she thinks you're supposed to say, but her actions are just like, and and she's not even good at it. She's not even good at it. Like, that's what pisses me off the most. You're really bad at it. Like even at Raquel's and James's engagement weekend Uh when, oh my God, the manipulation, it was even worse than Brock because Tom Sandoval and Ariana the whole week and especially Tom is like so uncomfortable with the whole situation that they've been put in. And has, like, no, like, has literally their body language, the words coming out They're of like, their mouths are like, we do not feel comfortable with this. We will do it because we did technically say that we would help you. But this, no, I really don't think it's a good idea. No, I'm super uncomfortable. And both of them just blazing, Ah, It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Like, not acknowledging their feelings and only wanting to manipulate it into, like, it's going to be fine. We're going to keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. And then when. Sheena comes to the realization that this is going to look bad. And I think that is the only reason why oh, Of course. she decided. To, she, I think she really thought about it and slept. And she's like thinking about how the editing would be. I think because she's been on the show enough to know like they're going to edit this. They've said it so many times now. They're going to edit it a certain way. I think we should pull the plug. It's not going to like look good for us. Should they throw? They then make that. They, see, they do it when. Raquel and James are not around and they make it about themselves, just like Lala said. And in real time, she's like, don't want to take away from their weekend as they're taking away from their <laughs> weekend. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm glad Lala was saying that out loud. Cause I needed that in real time to be said. But Imagine like, what it, that would have looked like. I mean, come on now. Like, so you're going to leave
3: out, think about it for cameras too. Like you're at their engagement, but you're going to sneak off and grab basically the entire cast not Raquel and James, and go and film something. It's like from a business, like w- co-worker standpoint, that's fucked up because they're all, yes. I mean, they all want camera time. They all want to be included in everything. And so you're about to create a huge milestone moment for one of the main cast members. And two of them aren't invited because it's a secret and you're just mooching off their location
1: and the camera's already being scheduled. No, yeah, that's no. that's completely that's complete that that's a that's a great point. That is for a business standpoint, and like it's all about business. And they mm-hmm. and by the way, they created this business it, and Brock wants to come in at in, in the last hour and take all of exactly all of the things that they that they had to put out there and just take. That's all the thing is, he just take, 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 take it. hmm Um Could you at least hop on a FaceTime with your ex-wife so we can have some, like, give me something. Okay, good point. Like you're just taking, and I'm glad La called you out because you needed to have something because you're just taking constantly. Did you I'm catch?
3: Hit. Did you catch the text that they threw up when Char- when Charlie was talking about? She's like, you fucking text me all crazy because yep. I posted that the TV fell off the wall, and the post wa- or the text was Brock is getting enough shit this season. Yep, I saw that. To add fuel to the fire, and I'm like, you. She knows so much how the show is created and how it's made and how it's edited. She's been on it. She she invented it like she's done this like she's one of the originators of the way this formula works. And she thought that she could go into the because she didn't have to worry about Stassi, Kristen. And she thought without them, Lala and Katie would like be a little bit kinder. So she thought she could like Mm -hmm. slip Brock in there and he would kind of go, let's just not let's not talk about all those things. So she really thought that he would never tell Lala about the domestic violence charges from years ago. Her Mm -hmm. face, when she realizes that Lala did know and it was getting brought up on camera, was like, fuck, we did not plan this out. So then when Charlie goes rogue And adds to the like Brock isn't perfect narrative She really thought she could keep Charlie in line too She thought she could be like Remember she, who brought you she, on this ew, show
1: She really thought she could keep Charlie in line She really thought she got a uh, Raquel uh, mini-me
3: Yep When I went to Tom Sandoval's show They were all there I don't know if you saw my Instagram uh, I, review oh, I
1: Oh, watched, I, I watched that many, 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 many many times
3: uh, when uh, the the one thing i noticed was of course they were everyone was sweet that's why i'm like they were being paid to be there because i've also gotten tons of reports about sheena being a total diva and not nice but they were all being very sweet but brock especially brock it, he he loved any um, any
1: ounce of attention because this is all I, new to him and he's so I thirsty for it it. on your I saw that on your story and I was like, he is loving this. Oh my God. Loving being recognized. At
3: one point, my sister called um, her sister-in-law, the one that got us tickets, but she, so the person who got me tickets couldn't go because she got COVID. So we were like trying to FaceTime her and keep her involved. And my sister was walking through the crowd and she was showing the stage and she sees Brock and she's like, Oh my God, that's Brock. Brock grabs the phone and is like FaceTiming with my sister-in-law. And I I just was like, only Brock would have done that because Brock is so so excited to have this attention now, which is why, going back to your point originally, they're a perfect couple. This is the perfect person for Sheena because Sheena is a thirsty, money hungry, uh, star hungry person. And so is Brock.
1: And so this is kind of like the best combination for her. Right. So it is and it isn't because at the end of the day, this man, We'll leave you if something shinier comes comes about.
2: You're
3: not and wrong. Now,
1: and now, and now that he's on the show, I'm sure that there are there's people in his hands. And if something shinier and bigger and brighter comes along, he will leave you.
4: It doesn't you matter it that like you that. have summer.
1: It doesn't matter if you have summer moon. Yeah, because as stated previously, that doesn't seem to stop him from leaving. Yeah. It really doesn't. And I do not think that these that they will be together forever. I think that he will be with her for as long as it serves him. Mm. And then Sheena will then do what Sheena does and spin that to her advantage and say, mm. I, I just didn't know I had this baby with him. He was mean to my mom. And I tried to ignore it because like, yeah. and that's, that's, that's my other thing. So I want to quickly... This uh, For a little context, when I went on the uh, voice memo rant, we <clears throat> ended up talking about Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta with her spinoff show and how um, I'm not watching it, but like we kind of – I've seen clips. Like, Portia, I, I don't like her because she has no loyalty to anyone, including her family, and I'm starting to feel that way with Sheena as well. Mm. Um, she has said in multiple interviews and on the show, and we've seen it on the show – That Brock and her mom do not get along. And especially in that episode when they were – the Coachella episode, engagement episode, when they they have – her mom is their babysitter, like live-in nanny. Like they talk about Lala with her night nurse. They have one too. It's just Sheena's mom and they don't have to pay her or i mean they be, they pay her a little bit.
3: Apparently like, they do pay her because what did brock say this is an yeah. employee employer relationship. And that's
1: my and that's my thing and it's like that's no that's your that's your
3: mother in law.
1: Yeah, that's your soon to be mother in law that you're speaking to and about. And i'm like and then you're over here allowing this man to talk about your mother and to your mother like that. Exactly. If And say what you want to say about Lala. But if Randall, and this is whether they were together or not, if Randall ever, ever, ever spoke to her mother, her brother, or her late father like that, he would have got the tongue lashing of a fucking century. Mm -hmm. And Sheena would want to lie and say, I do.
3: I do. Behind closed doors, I give it to him. I'm like, no, you don't. No, no you, you don't don't because you can tell you don't want to piss him off. You can tell you want to keep him happy. You can tell he's got a little bit of that controlling bullshit that you were trying to adhere to because mm-hmm. that and but notice too, they never showed them in that light again. Whenever Sheena's mom came into a scene, they made sure not to show like too much tension. I think they yeah, were trying right? to do Sheena a little bit of a favor.
1: I think that. Sheena probably talked to her mom too. And it was like, you know what? Like, yeah. like, because you could see every time her mom came, like she would try her best to just get out of there. Yeah. Because the longer they stay in a same room, I think that harder it would be to not yeah. feel or see that yeah. type of tension. I'm just saying like that to me, out of all of the red flags that Brock has, the way he treats her mom and family who have gone out, out of their way to support their broke ass um, is telling and disgusting.
3: All right. Shout out to my girl, Pia. All right. Now I'm going to take it. I'll take it from here, Pia. Like she's in the room with me. Um, If you want to hear more from her, don't you worry because she's going to be a guest on this pod on the reg because she, uh, she needs a, a place to vent about Bravo and, I like having her recording with me. So she she kind of, she likened it to when Chelsea Handler had like the roundtable discussion, like the, the panelists people that would come on. She's like, I want to be that person for you. And I'm like, I'm honored to even be compared to Chelsea Handler. Um, so yes, more from Pia. But for now, I am going to finish recapping the reunion. I'm going to do reunion part d. And I have to tell you, I'm really shocked at how much I liked this episode. Uh, Part one was just really rough, in my opinion, because it was like James not fully able to accept and grasp that him and Raquel were actually done and they were going to talk about it. Um, And it was just a little scattered. Also, there was just way too much like Katie and Schwartz and... Tom and yelling and shit like that. So um anyway, but the second part it was it was very reminiscent of old Vanderpump and I'll tell you why. Because Andy was there to call them on their bullshit. Because Tom and Ariana they co-signed everything that Brock and Sheena did this season. And it was wild because we were watching we were watching things that were clearly off and were clearly quote wrong but Tom and Ariana were like defending them encouraging them while we're at it and so in the reunion Andy got to be like what are you talking about and you know he's reading like viewer questions and comments and stuff and then also, Lala. It was kind of like this whole season; they were just running amok. Like they had way too much control over production. There, they weren't being probed with the right questions, and there just wasn't enough honesty. It's like they, by now, they just know how to manipulate the cameras and give only what they want us to see. So, at the reunion, we actually got reality. So, it made me think, this is the unpopular opinion. I kind of teased about it, um, teased about it on Instagram, but I have an idea. If, if they want to keep this show going, it could be successful, if. They brought back Jax and Britney. I know. I know. I know what you're saying. Number one, it'll never happen. So don't worry. It'll literally never happen because it's just too late. Like Bravo can't. They can't. The audience will snap. But if we're going to keep watching these trash people, let's really trash it up. Because I would love to have seen what Jax would have done with Brock in this whole reunion. Would he be like defending Brock, you know, because it's kind of like they're almost the same person? Or would he be taking the opportunity to go for Brock because Brock makes him kind of look good because Jax doesn't have kids that he's not paying child support to? The fact that I just said that out loud is psychotic. But this is where we are, okay? This is where we are. That's right. Okay, so they go into um, the child support stuff of Brock's. And he gives us an explanation that doesn't really make us feel any better. And it's that he's he, he claims he had no idea that um, he owed a child support until he got like a notice, basically. And then once he realized he owed money, he's been paying it. And so he said, since 2018, I've been paying it. And then Sheena very quickly corrected him and said, 2019, because she knows we're going to fact check. She knows we're going to go back and look. And uh, Lisa Vanderpump decided to get more involved um, than I thought she would. And she, but I guess she kind of does this every year at the reunion. She like inserts herself to give like mother hen advice. And Brock was not having it. Lisa tried to understand. She's like, okay, wait. So you've, you're buying engagement rings, you're planning weddings, you're spending all this money, but you still owe child support. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? Okay. I've been making payments ever since 2019. My God, I've been, I've been supporting Sheena throughout this whole thing. As if to say, like, he's been paying for Sheena. So I made a little post on Instagram showing a side-by-side of him saying that he's been supporting Sheena. And then also playing a clip of earlier this season when Sheena's like, I was your – guy They were in a confessional together. And she's like, I was your guys' first investor. And he's like, no, you weren't. She goes, yes, I was. And he's like, I paid you back. She goes, no, you didn't. And he's like, oh, that's right. Okay, I owe you $3,000. And she goes, no, it's more than that. And she says it's like 10 grand. And then he starts crying because he's like, I'm just going to look like this guy who, like, you know, is taking money from my missus. And she's like, no, it's not going to. But of course, that's exactly what you're doing. And he's like telling her that she didn't spend more money. And that's such a red flag because she knows what she's spending. And he's like in denial about it. And so, his whole argument of being, like, supportive of Sheena was totally negated. And then he was trying to argue that he wasn't looking for Randall and Lala to pay for his engagement thing at, like, this movie premiere party or whatever. Because um, he claims that he went and he, he scouted a movie theater. They, got, they gave him a quote for how much it would cost. And he was like, well, you know, forget it. And... And then Lisa Vanderpump is like, okay, but so wait a minute. Even if you could come up with that money, how are you still not paying your child support? Like, Sheena, I know what you make. Maybe you could just as a couple and basically saying like, Sheena, why don't you just pay that off so that he can have access to his kids sooner rather than later? And Brock gets all pissed. He's like, I'm not going to. That's not her problem to deal with. I'm not going to do that. It's like, but. You want to see your kids, don't you? And she and Sheena, she kind of mouths like under her brush. She's like, "No, I've I've offered, but he doesn't want it." He he, before you're taking money for your businesses, I think you should say. I mean, I I don't know. That's it. Just seems pretty clear that Brock has not learned anything. Brock is a user, and his whole bullshit about uh. All of this sort of being a misunderstanding with his child support and whatnot—it's not. And then at one point, when when Lisa Vanderpump was like, "Why don't you like you know Sheena, Why don't you maybe help?" He's like, "I'm not going to go pay the government that money." And I'm like, "But isn't the government just the one you pay it to? But then they make sure that it goes to the kid, like to the spousal support that you're that you're back pay- that you that you owe money on." He's acting like. He- He's like, I'm not going to go pay the government. I'm like, you mean your kids? Like, they're just the, like, holding cell for the money, right? I am I feel like I'm missing something here. But that's what you want to... And so then Andy's like, is there anything else you want to clear up? Like, have we maybe misrepresented things? Like, is there anything you want to clarify? And, like, the you know, the domestic violence thing and he could not downplay that shit enough brock brock is like i mean yeah i got in a fight with my ex and i slapped her and i'm like brock you are a huge dude how big was your ex like slapping her at your size is not like a nothing no big deal thing um I think when I had Jamie Stein on the pod, he said, you know, I thought there was a little glimmer of hope because he did admit that he slapped her. But then the way he handled it in this reunion was not a guy that like has been going to, you know, anger management prop like courses to figure out why he got physical with his ex and work on that side of himself. He just seemed like a guy that was annoyed that he ever had to deal with this ridiculousness. He has a lot of anger towards Lala. But when we get to the Lala part, this was where it was also fun to watch this show because Lala was forced to be honest and she couldn't just play this like know-it-all character. It's also very clear that this cast is so done with her. Like, holy crap, they are, they're over it. And I think that mainly the reason being that, like, for example, in the case of Sheena, She makes one decent point, which is, look, I get that she was looking out for me, but she had a year and a half to ask me questions about Brock and get to know Brock, and she didn't have any desire to. Uh, And then when we get on the show, we get on camera, she starts bringing all this stuff up. It was like she was sort of backstabbing them because there was no she Lala doesn't have any loyalty anymore to anyone she kind of never has to tell you the truth she she did to James Kennedy for um uh, her first two seasons, but then once which I don't blame her to be honest once they um once he just repeatedly did too many things like once one too many times, she was out um but yeah, so They get to drag her ass because Andy throws the question. He's like, so, you know, you thought that Sheena was ignoring red flags. And Lala's like, well, I'm clearly no expert in spotting red flags. And Andy even says, he's like, yeah, I mean, our editors can very easily just splice in a montage of you giving people advice that maybe you shouldn't have been. And sure enough, they did. They gave her that montage of her my the my man is a stand-up man i think all of our minds went there all of our minds went there um so she has to answer for it you know she has to eat crow which is such a weird phrase um and uh when she starts talking about the thing like how they got together you're like, wait, like both Andy and Lisa are not letting up. They're like, so when you first started dating, like, did you not go to his place and see that he's clearly living with someone? And she goes, no, we were always traveling. I never went to his house. Well, that sort of, uh, that sort of seems like maybe you could have put something together there. And I was especially annoyed that she had the gall to be like, I'm mad none of you guys told me this. When it's like, but bitch, you went crazy whenever we brought up your man. No one was allowed to talk about your man. And even James gets gets to be like, I had to pretend like, oh, I love pickleball. But like, can we fucking stop playing pickleball? And I'm like, thank you. That is what Randall brought to the equation. And we do not need it. It was pointless. Um. But so it. Like, clearly she was overlooking so many things. Yet we were, everyone was criticized so heavily that I even believe. I'm like, they're just being haters. But really, James is like, do you see what I see? I've been watching this this whole time and I would be in trouble for talking shit. Okay, think of all the, all the, he had to apologize to Randall. He had to beg Lala for forgiveness on multiple occasions this guy was a total douchebag, and Lala rode way too hard for him. Um, it was a big eye-opener, because she is such a, a know-it-all about everything, and she's clearly not. I mean, you overlooked that? That's a lot of shit to overlook. But dude, so while Lala's talking, Brock is way too angry, like way too angry. It's, I get that she tried to use you as a storyline, you know, that your past as a storyline, Um, but Brock is very much a controlling human being. So if you, if anyone veers outside of the narrative he's trying to portray, you're dead to him. And he just can't believe that Lala, some chick, that's just the vibe I'm getting. He can't believe that Lala, some woman would, would, would do that. And she's so easy to make fun of. You know, she got a Range Rover and private jets and this hideous looking guy was her sugar daddy. And she kind of glamorized it for everybody. Everybody was forced to pretend like, like it was, it was really love or something. Meanwhile, they all talk about how peripherally they saw some things. And then Raquel gets to say, I didn't actually see anything firsthand, but I mean, when Lala first met Randall, she was his mistress. Raquel says it, she, Raquel says a few things this whole reunion um, in that like innocent Raquel way. Like when she says, um... In part one, Andy's like, So, James, like, what constitutes being California sober? Like, can you take psychedelics? Can you take mushrooms? And they're like, They're all like, Yeah, yeah, no, you can, you can. And Raquel goes, You just can't do cocaine. Which then makes Andy like, Oh, was he doing cocaine? And I'm like, Please, Andy, okay, don't make this uncomfortable for the entire room, yourself included. Andy acting like he doesn't do coke sometimes. Please. And also, okay, the whole cast does. So when they panned around to the other people in the the reunion, like James, or not James, um, Ariana and Tom, it was like, oh. (laughs) They're like, oh, well, yeah. We've all done a little cocaine. But so, Raquel just like innocently drops that bomb She's not wrong And she's correct And That's when Lisa gets to say her line Sometimes the way you lose them Is how you get them or something like that Brilliant uh, But the end of the La la like package Andy's like So how are you doing with your sobriety And she's like I'm good I'm good I've never been stronger and they all Applaud but Tom and Ariana, like, barely applaud. They kind of just, like, make it look like they're clapping. But they're done. And I get it. I get why they're done. Um, she's not willing to play the the game with them. She's not like, okay, now it's your guys' turn to be the number one leaders of the crew. Because you guys are not leading the crew right. You're letting Brock and Sheena seem... To be like, although, but I guess that's sort of what Lala was doing with Jackson, and Brittany. She was totally co-signing their ridiculous behavior. So, yeah, they're just on opposite ends of this, of the circle. And, uh and yeah. So, to sum it up, we got a nice... Dose of messiness from them, some honesty from them. If they do plan on bringing this back, I could see glimmers of hope when I, with this reunion, but I think they might need to like change the producers that are like there on site because, or, the, or these guys are just too good now and they know how to manipulate filming because this was all just so overly produced by them, the cast. And I'm wondering if it's because the producers are too close to them or I'm not sure, but the actual season itself was just so far away from what Vanderpump Rules is. But then this reunion was like, oh yeah, this is what we have here. Um I I don't even want to talk about Tom Schwartz and Katie because they just dark me out too much. Um but yeah. That's that's a good summary of it. Brock sucks. So does Sheena. And I'm a little worried about James because Raquel is being really kind of stoic about their situation. I feel like she's holding some secrets, like some major secrets, and she's just not sharing them. And James, like, looks nervous that she's about to. So I feel like we're about to see... Because already on social media, it's been a little back and forth heating up. I think we're about to see some scary sides of James. Because I think Raquel was protecting him. And now she doesn't have to protect him. So he seems panicked about that. And he just wants this to stop. Uh, If you missed it, she had, because for the second part of the reunion, or no, maybe the first part, her friends threw her an unengagement party. And they, remember, James made a big deal about this. Uh, They were able to, like, drink out of penis straws and have balloons and all the things James said he didn't want. So she was throwing her, they threw her that party and um, James commented, deleted, but he did comment, someone screenshot it, where he was like, looks like I dodged a bullet. She's out there drinking every night, drinking out of penis straws, gross. And it was like, oh, shit. So, I You know, my sister has said this, and I kind of see it. Um, He's been rumored to have been with Logan. I think that there may be a possibility that he doesn't love women as much as he appears to. Because sucking on penis straws and having balloons at an engagement party is pretty boring and standard. Or, I'm sorry, a... um, Bridal party. Bachelorette party. I was like, what's the other word? At a bachelorette party, it's pretty normal. And he was so against it. And so controlling over her that, uh, I don't know, it's really dark. And there's some, there's a layer we're missing, I think. I also, I don't want to, that's not a bad thing at all. It's not a bad thing that that is possibly what's going on. But I didn't really see it for A while when my sister first said that, I was like, I don't know, but I'm kind of seeing it now. Especially when Raquel reveals that they hadn't had sex in two years. Like, ooh boy, that's a a lot. So, and James was like, oh, we're really, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into it like that. So James just looks scared. Like, he's like, you have all, you know, where all the bodies are buried and you've been... She's just been the quiet meek one this whole time. He thought he could control her this whole time. So she kind of does seem like a beard. Oh my god. Wow. Epiphanies. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I hope you guys enjoyed these guests in the mix. Um if it's a little weird and confusing, I'm going to streamline it a little bit and maybe game plan a bit better. Um but let me know, message me on Instagram. Uh, and let me know like, hey, I didn't love, I love, whatever. Um, be nice because I'm so sensitive I could cry at any moment. So um, be gentle. And also I am on buymeacoffee.com, which is a platform for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. Uh, it's, I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo. I'm a big coffee drinker myself. And it's just, you can like give like three bucks, two bucks, anything. Um, I would love it. It, it, I I feel awkward even asking because I do this purely for the joy of talking Bravo. So I feel weird even asking anyone to pay me for it. But I am on there. And please leave a review. um, Hopefully a good one. And if you want to subscribe, that would be amazing. I would love it. But no pressure. Totally get it. I You know, noncommittal. I'm totally there with you. Um, And I'm going to see you guys For some bonus episodes So keep an eye on my Instagram Because I'll be announcing it there And you know where I'll be next week I'll see you guys Same time, same place Have a great weekend Bye bye